Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacrediconpodcast, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacrediconpodcast and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Lando Calrissian, I'm glad you asked. Hey guys, we're here with episode 33 of the Sacred Icon Halo show, where you guessed it, we talk all things Halo, because we love Halo. That's right, I'm your co-host, Jovial Joshua Hargis, here, bound to sing, bound to laugh, because I'm also joined with your host, the one and only, Brian Arvett. Brian, good morning. What's up, John? <laughs> What's up, Brian? I'm so excited for today's podcast. I feel like we got some real good stuff to talk we about. We do. We actually have a butt ton of stuff to talk about. So Before before you get into that though, Josh. Okay. okay. Hit me up with the sound Ooh. of Faux Hammer from Halo One delivering hemorrhoid cream to Captain Keys. Captain Keys, I am surrounded up here, but I am dropping this as soon as I can. I'm going to get that hemorrhoid cream to you right away. I'm trying to think, what's the line she says? I wanted to work that in, but I uh, forgot. There's one she says, uh, I'm having a tough up. time or something like that. I know, she's no. like, we read you. I don't know what else does she say that she's like, coming in hot. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Coming in cool with that hemorrhoid cream. And then she shows up. With the hemorrhoid cream, and it's like the level where Keys is literally turned into like a fr- flood grave mine, and she's like, "I don't think hemorrhoid cream's gonna cut it, sir." <laughs> <laughs> Stow your belly aching, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're a leatherneck. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. I like that. Fun, line. fun, fun. I love those so much. Okay, Josh, what are we? We got a little bit of some fun news here, uh, and then we'll get yeah. into the main topic at hand. What do you got for us, Josh? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So first and foremost, guys, there was a Waypoint Post article. Yesterday, we're not really going to get into the details of that, but there was some interesting stuff about Halo Three flighting for PC for those of you who Halo Three on uh, PC, first yeah. time ever, man. Yeah, wild. So, yeah, for those of you uh, 
you know, PC players and stuff like that who are wanting to get in on that and check out some stuff. They, they even went into detail about some, like, how they uh, detect bugs and whatnot and stuff like that. So, pretty cool article. Go check that out. But more importantly, the other day, the art of Halo Infinite surfaced on Amazon. Now, there's not a, a photo of this yet to see what it actually looks like or anything, but we did get a little bit of interesting tidbit uh, that I'm going to just go over real quickly uh, in the biography description of it. And that says, the most important thing here is it says, the legendary super soldier returns in Halo Infinite. 343 Industries and Microsoft are building the biggest and most visually spectacular Halo yet. And that, I don't know, I feel like that's I feel like that's one of those things where you can look at it and you're like, Eh, okay, I mean, I mean, they say that about every game, right? Yeah, they I mean, say that about every game, but at the same time, I'm like, man, it's been a while, and all these like rumors. Been a while. It's been a while. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So early, so early. You no, know, man, I, I really think I don't even know why I'm. I, a lot of people feel this way strongly, but I don't know why I feel this way strongly too. But I, I think it's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be like an open world. Uh, Halo, like just it's gonna take place on Halo. It's gonna be open world. That's why I feel like there's definitely a part of me that won't be surprised if it's got con- yeah. some kind of like open zone kind of like aspect to it. Yeah. Did you pre-order the art book? No, I haven't yet. Okay, I asked my wife. I'm like, hey, could I just pre-order it? And then, you know, just so I have it, you know, like, held. She's like, oh, yeah, 40 bucks ain't bad. I'm like, you're the best. Well, Not they don't even take the money out until it... No, shit, yeah, yeah. So. so I just got it just in Bless case. Bless Amazon Cause, for that. Because if it runs out, you know, I want, and I actually want it, you know, then... Yeah. But No, that's true, but I think that's... Josh, how would you feel about the Halo... How would you feel about um, the the art book if it was... The whole book was just different shades of orange from Halo 4, like different environment shades. Miserable. I'd be miserable. I'd be really, I'd I'd be very distraught. No, that's the great thing too about this is I feel like one, I know we're, we're, sounds like we're going to be playing as chief throughout the entire game. And for two, we've seen a lot of green so far and we've seen some space stuff. And, uh, I love that type of uh, terrain in games. So, I'm uh, very excited that it's going to be going green instead of uh, a lot of orange. I think we're moving. I had away a dream. I just realized I had a dream last night. The Master Chief, uh, like Halo Five, hadn't come out yet, mm-hmm. but like in the promotional material, Master Chief was wearing blue armor. What a travesty! <laughs> Glad that didn't happen. You know what? He's got blue team back. He's going to take it to the next level. He says, "I love you guys so much." So then he shows up and he's like, "Look what I did!" Like, oh, John, this. I mean, you didn't have to go that hard. Flattering, but uh, we don't. It'd be like, you know what? The blue team would be like uh, Andy from Toy Story 2. They'd go, I don't want to play with you (laughs) anymore. anymore. Andy, no! It's so weird to me now that I watch that, being older, that like, Woody has been like my favorite character out of those movies for so long, but then you realize he, he legit tried to kill Buzz. It's messed it, up. Yeah, he tried even, to straight up murder another. He toy. waves at his friends with Buzz's arm. It's yeah, very, <laughs> very creepy. Like going back now and watching it. Yeah, it's 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 pretty dark. But anyways, what else we got, Josh? Is that it for news or something else? That is it for news oh, really? currently. Okay. But I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's one of those things, guys. It, it's there's not really too much to take away from that. But it's also kind of big in a sense because it's like so much as time has passed and we keep getting that implication that you know that it's going to be a big game. I think that's pretty cool to hear that. Uh, that makes me excited. I don't think I, I, I didn't check for sure, but I don't think it lists like how many you know, like the page counts or anything yeah. like that. So we don't really have more to go off on other than that. I mean, they mentioned something like there's gonna you know you'll, we'll see art of like the UNSC and stuff like that. So I mean, obviously it's it's safe to assume that like we'll we'll see some like fellow Marines and stuff like that. But you know what I was thinking though, Brian, is I was like you know it made me think like when we saw the I know the very first announcement 
video was like supposed to be just an engine sort of video, yeah. just showing off the engine. But like, if anything from that is to be believed, you know, like it makes me wonder if we will see if the story will have something to do with they're all out in space. Like, you know, we see in that, what is it? Deliver hope. No, it's not deliver hope. Is it? Was it, what was it called? Uh, d- deliver hope is the second was it? one. Okay. Yeah. First yeah. one's deliver. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Something else. Yeah. Deliver us from evil. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but, uh, anyway, Except the, uh, that's not how she says it all. He, he's like, finish it. Yeah. <laughs> from evil. Oh my God. That sounds good. That sounds yeah. so good. You sound like, you sound Iron like Man. a, uh, you sound one, like an old, one. old man who's got a hernia. But, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, uh, no, I just, I, I wonder if, it, it made me wonder if, like, what we get in that Deliver Hope video of Chief sort of out there in space and there's sort of, like, some debris and stuff like that. And then you see the Halo ring. Makes me wonder if, like, whatever group's out there is going to get on that Halo ring, you know, and, like, we're going to go back to the sort of, like, sort of soft reboot sort of thing that we we've speculated on before. Because, I don't know, it's just, uh, I can't wait till July, but it's just interesting. We've commented on it before. It looks like the the weapons are like old style weapons too. Mm-hmm. Like they're scavenging and like, yeah, just a ragtag group on Halo. That's what we had in the first game. That was awesome. I love I'm not it. I'm not necessarily opposed to that. I feel like there's I feel like I'm gonna be the kind of contradicting person where I will see it and I'll be super excited for it because it's very similar to like Halo's origins. Yeah. But then after a while, I'll be the kind of person who will say, "Yeah, that was great. I loved it. Had a good time." Mm-hmm. But it didn't do too much original stuff like yeah, 4 and 5 think, did. So I think you and I, Josh, are some are people that even if we have the same opinion of not liking something for a long, long time, um, we'll, we'll eventually look back and say, I appreciate that thing for doing something different. Like, I'll appreciate Halo 5 for doing something different, even if mm-hmm. it was not what I wanted, you know? It's always cool to do something different, you know? I mean... Yeah, but you know what? I gotta, I gotta stay open-minded, too, because I don't, I don't want the reboot type of I, I don't want the like super familiarity as much like the copy paste stuff as much but like you know what halo 4 and 5 has tried to do something different so if they if they decide now to go back to something closer than before yeah that'll be cool and i, I feel like that's the me back when halo 5 was like a like really relevant was what i would have wanted you know yeah i mean i think i think most people are completely okay with trying something new as long as it's not in the place of the thing you're expecting. Like, Halo Wars and Halo ODST never really got crapped on because they were side games. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you said that Halo 5 or Halo 6 was ODST or Halo Wars, people would be outraged. You know, they don't want their mainline Halo game to be an RTS. They don't want their mainline Halo game to be about ODSTs. So you can do stuff on the side. I think that's why, like, the same thing goes with, like, Star Wars, like uh, Solo or Rogue One, which, you know, I love those movies anyways, but... They can do things differently, um, but when you do something differently in like the Last Jedi, you know that caused a lot of backlash because people aren't expecting it's the, the main difference to be there. Yeah. 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 Um, do you feel like Halo, yeah, anyways, you know? I, I meant to ask you about this real quick. Uh, our discussion last episode, by the way, guys, thank you so much for the feedback on that episode. You guys have given us so much; absolutely floored us with that. Uh, that's the most plays we've ever got in a short amount of time ever. Yeah, that is, that is insane. You guys like uh, something about it? I don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I like to think it's us, Brian and Joshua. But we were in all the other episodes. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, that was it. Would, it did not come out lined up in the recording at all. No, it didn't, we were way. That was still a neat little idea. Very, yeah. very, very neat. I, I, I was super happy when you when you told me that you were like you want to do that. I was like, that's cool. Brian thinks of us like Troy and Ovid. That's so neat. I love that Brian. But uh, and, then it, and then it wasn't that cool. <laughs>
It wasn't. It wasn't cool idea. And, and we're, we're, I feel like we're moving to the point now. We're gonna have a T-shirt of that. I thought it would be cool, and it wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. Yes, the, the <laughs> side B of the T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. I, I want to ask you real quick before we move into our main topic at hand. Uh, we spoke last episode about all the, the Halo sort of four and five stuff. Did you feel like, or was it ever implied at any point in time that Halo Five, what we got, was it actually maybe originally supposed to be like a spinoff? Halo Five. Yeah, I don't think it was ever. I don't think it was ever like supposed to be a spinoff originally. But I think I get the vibe that they got like a little carried away with the Spartan Ops and the Escalation comic storyline, mm-hmm. and then it kind of bled into the next game. Okay, because you know, like a lot of times you do like side content to give people something to to do while you wait for the next game. Right. By the time Halo Five came around, Halo Five seems more like a sequel to the Spartan Ops and the Escalation than it does Halo Four, like we've talked about. You know, right. Halo Four story doesn't feel reflected at all in Halo Five, really. So yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But yeah, take us into the main topic. What are we talking about, Brian? I know it's about Halo. Yes, yes, yes. I am excited about this topic. It is one that Josh and I have been talking about a little bit off and on over the last week or so, and uh, something I've talked to, talked about with my wife too. Um, is Halo Combat Evolved, is it timeless? Has it aged poorly? Is it as fun to play now as it used to be? That's kind of the question. Um, Josh has been talking to a mutual friend of ours, Xavier, about playing through the Halo games, and I tried to get my wife started with, uh, with Halo 1. Um, and as I've mentioned before on the podcast, uh, she... Didn't really enjoy it too much. She didn't really enjoy playing Halo Combat Evolved. Now, that could just be not her type of game, but um, the game's about 20 years old now. And I think most of us can agree. Yeah, most of us can agree that, like, Halo 1 feels more archaic than any other Halo. Would you agree with that, Josh? Like, I feel like Halo 2 feels considerably more updated in the way it plays than 1. Yeah, well, that's the problem, isn't it? Like, when you... When we've played this stuff, when you look at us who have played this stuff for so long, it's hard to it's hard to look outside the box mm-hmm. with it. I feel like I can look at it like I feel like for a long time I've been able to look at Halo Combat Evolved objectively as like yeah it was this amazing game yeah it had a couple like issues here and there and blah 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 things like the multiplayer and how easily you get ran over when you get bumped by a yeah. warthog yeah. <laughs> reminds me of those every time you get you you die in the multiplayer it always reminds me of like those videos you'll see on the internet sometimes of like someone trying to purposefully get hit by a car and they just oh. like overreact and everything. oh yeah, yeah that's basically what it is you get tapped <laughs> by a warthog it's like wow yeah um but yeah no, but that's, i mean go ahead go ahead no i can i ask you Josh? oh we're so we're so nice uh yeah no, I just think it's it, it's harder to look at it like like that really. We I think Brian and I are, have just recently arrived at it, arrived at that opinion around the same time cuz like I want to take Xavier through it. And Xavier says he's played it, but he hasn't played it in years. Well, he's never played Halo. He's never played anything past like chronologically speaking, past 1. So he's played Halo Reach before. He's played Halo 1. He, pl- he said he played like the first three missions, so basically the new Mombasa missions and stuff like that of Halo 2. But he said that was around the time the game came out. So, and you know what? If I can't remember, I can't remember movies and games. I can't remember a lot from them that I haven't experienced in that well, long of a time. So, I personally feel like the the improvements to Halo 2 make it feel much more close to a mod. Like I feel like when people play Halo 2 Anniversary today, 
they kind of feel with except for the fact that there's no like sprint which is pretty common in, in shooters uh when people play halo 2 anniversary today it feels like a modern game the way it looks the way it plays it's 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 fluid you know it's got uh, a lot of improvements from halo 1 but i feel like halo 1 when you go back and play it it, it definitely feels old it definitely feels like more of a product of its time like it is it was ahead of its time which helps it a lot but i don't feel like it's uh i don't feel like it stood the test of time as well and another thing i'll mention which is this is whole, like a whole other like side topic within it is that um where halo 2 anniversaries graphics enhance the experiences too i think um halo 1 anniversary graphics it kind of adds to the juxtaposition of how old it is like halo 1 feels old but the graphics the original graphics suit that game you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then when you play halo 1 anniversary you get this like it feels like a clash of newer graphics that don't fit the old style as well but also those graphics themselves are already like 10 years old you know yeah what I, mean? I feel like it's i feel like it's unpopular opinion but i really feel like 343 should have not tried to make it look like Halo Reach and instead just tried to yeah. give Some it its own graphics look. Some people love that, and I think that's fair. But I'm, for I definitely me and don't. Josh, we prefer regular Halo 1's aesthetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, they did a great job. I mean, Anniversary looks great. It's just they went for it to line up more with Reach, which kind of made sense at the time. It came one year after Reach, and you finish Reach, and, it, and, and then that's where Halo 1 starts. So it kind of made sense, but... Halo 1 Anniversary looks like, like, Anniversary graphics look like they're from the 360 generation, and then Halo 1, um, while it looks old, it just, it just fit Halo Combat Evolved so much better. Um, so, I just think there's a lot of things working against Halo Combat Evolved as, as an older game for introducing new people, which, ultimately, we should be pretty thankful, because the only Halo game that really feels significantly outdated is just the original so that means there's only one game that we have to get people through but if you're trying to start someone on halo and they've never played it before they haven't really given it a chance you, you know you, you do you start them with one like you kind of feel like you should start them with one because it's the beginning but it's also the hardest one to get into i feel like and uh halo like if you start with halo reach because it's chronologically before like reach to one is going to feel like such a step backward in its in its advancements in game design um i even I recall um, Kirsty said that uh, that it took her a long time to come around to Halo One because it just wasn't really sitting with her the first time she played it. Um, so, what do you think, Josh? I mean, yeah, I mean, I no, I, yeah. I, I get it. I mean, I I feel like Halo Two's more. It is kind of more accessible as a starting point because, like, when I first played Halo Two, I didn't know what the heck was going on. Like, I it had been a it had been a little bit since I played Hom Combat Evolved to be fair, but I also it was such a it went for such a different approach to its story than the first one had going uh, that I didn't I I, I kind of forgot a lot, and I was also like, uh, okay, Johnson, how Johnson? You know, it do, it doesn't take time to explain that. It just kind of the world has still been living, and it just yeah. kind of thrust you back into it. So I feel like. I feel like that's a more enjoyable one to to, to dive people into because it has that fun fun feeling, that fun factor that makes you feel like a badass, and, and you, it's just it's got a, a much deeper story in a lot of way. So I, I don't know. It's just weird though because you always think about well, Combat Evolved is where it all began, and it's like the flood twist and all the mystery leading up to that twist. Mm 
Plus, it's such a it classic. Goes. People hearing you say like "start with two or be like, "What is wrong with you?" It's it's a class. It's a classic. Josh, Halo One is a ten out of ten. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I I I want to start people with the first game. It's I tough. Just, it's like well, yeah. to bring it over to Star Wars. I mean, if you're starting, if you got the choice to show someone Star Wars: A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back, and you know this is someone who could easily fall off if it just doesn't work for them. You might feel more inclined to show them Empire Strikes Back. Why? Because it's a lot more fast and fluid. It's got a, a, a deeper story that's going on there that really expands the universe, you know, compared to the first one, which is more kind of self I feel like what might be even better uh, is, like, to say Force Awakens. Because Force Awakens is like a t- contemporary, uh, updated, you know, kind of same, similar story as A New Hope. But, like, you don't want to show someone Force Awakens, which apes A New Hope first... But, like, for someone who's never watched Star Wars in 2020, like, it's probably easier for them to get into modern sure. filmmaking conventions of Force Awakens. Um, but I guess, like, I mean, the question with Halo 1 is... Here, let me ask you this question, Josh. Um, ask away, Brian. Na- na- name a game, Name a game. like, the one that comes to my mind is, like, Super Mario Bros. Name a game that you think has held the test of time. Like, it's mostly still fun to go back to now, like an older, older game. It, older older game i mean you can say would you agree with super mario bros oh sure i mean i think i mean nintendo has proven that people still want to play those same type of games over yeah. and over in new different ways yeah so yeah i mean i don't know there's so much to actually grab from that i feel like i feel like doom's a really good a very good example doom that, to be yeah honest. yeah Mental i definitely doom. feel like doom is just because I mean, Plays it's just singles, as fun as it ever did. same goes for Wolfenstein in a lot of ways. Like, however you feel about how some of the stories have gotten in the, the newer games, I mean, the fact of the matter is people still love that kind of setting. People still love, you know, the same, like, setting in Doom, going back and killing aliens. And, I mean, it makes sense with Halo, but I feel like Halo's got the... Halo's different, you know? You would agree with that, right? Like, it goes in different directions. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, well, I'm more talking about, like, the actual old game, Josh, than I am talking about the style. Oh, like, okay, I Like, you. playing playing Doom, the original from 93 today, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinions, I feel like, is still very fun. Um, and, yeah, well, no, 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 definitely. I mean, a lot of, there, there's a lot of games that I can honestly think back at that point. Hell, even Duck Hunt, you know, I loved playing that. It was, it was, yeah. a, that was mind-blowing at the time to think you could use a gun that somehow registered, yet nothing came out of the actual gun. So a lot of that stuff is still is still very much fun. I mean, even I think if someone played Dance Dance Revolution today, you know, they played the original, I'm sure it would still be just as fun, if not as challenging. But I feel like if you played uh, like Buzz Lightyear, uh, two, wait, it's Toy Story Two, Buzz Lightyear to the Rescue or whatever. Hell yeah! Today, like Josh and maybe even I, because I played it as well, we might have a lot of fun playing it now. But like introducing someone to that game now in 2020, it's very obviously feels like it, it wasn't made now. It feels it, it, it's probably not as fun now to play to somebody new. I, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Josh is getting so offended over here. Um, or like for me, I would say like, what's a game for me? Um, oh, like I love Sonic Adventure 2 for the Dreamcast, also on GameCube and stuff. You want um, a good example of something that hasn't aged well? Shenmue. Why? I love that game. Had a huge budget back then. But oh my goodness, when you're turning, you literally, he literally will have to turn and face the direction. Like you have to shift your body Uh-oh. to the direction you, you want to move in. It's not multi-directional movement. Okay, and it's kind of like tank controls from Resident Evil. Yeah, so it's very uh, very dated and the dialogue is funny now and memeable compared to how it was back then yeah. where it was like, this is amazing. So it hasn't, 
it hasn't quite quite aged as well. But when I look at Halo Combat Evolved, me being on the inside, I'm like, this is still great. This is aged well. Like regardless of the anniversary aspect to it, I f- like I feel like the anniversary gives it like a bit of a a spruce. It gives it a bit of a dusting, but it doesn't uh, it doesn't quite add the same significance. It doesn't have the same weight as Halo Two anniversaries have. I feel like yeah. like you said. I can see, like, yeah, it's still it's still a slower game. I can think of running on, like, some of the later levels in the games where you're just running around. Like, maybe if you can't find a vehicle, you know, or yours got destroyed and you're just trekking it on foot and it's taking forever to get to that place you're supposed to go to. Yeah. But it looks so visually modern and it looks still visually good even in 2020. It's weird to think that came out, like, six years ago. Wow. But, dude, I don't know. It's It's... It's just weird because I try to put myself in the position and I honestly think I feel like it's just the first half of the game because if you get to the second half, that's where the plot finally picks up. But like if you're playing Pillar of Autumn and you're getting to Halo, I still think that's amazing. But to some people, I think now that might mean anything. It doesn't it doesn't quite blow them away. Like like because you got to think like that whole aspect, I think, really played a part back then. It was more relevant back then. Like when you sold dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. You know, it was more a bigger deal back then. It doesn't blow you as much away now if you're seeing it for the first time because look at how how technology has gotten and stuff with special or practical effects, special effects and all that. So, like, when you land on Halo as a kid, that was, like, amazing. All of us were like, holy cow, like, this first level seemed like another corridor shooter. Now the game's... What kind of game... What kind of first-person shooter is this? You know, and it has all that mystery and this is not a... What is it? What what's that? It's not a something structure. What's that line? Oh, it's for, not always natural that formation. Not a natural formation. Yeah. Brian's Brian's the Halo guys, ladies and gentlemen. Well, wow, we, I'm the multiplayer we, guy. I, we've probably talked about that before, but like that was that wasn't um, that was a mistake due to how rushed the people making, like the people who made the dialogue didn't get to see the game, so they didn't actually know when they made the dialogue that it was obviously not a cave. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that's that was a mistake. Well, I know, but it still adds to the mystery. Yeah, because it does. When I was I mean, playing that, is it? Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, you go, go ahead, Josh. Oh, well, thank you, Brian. <laughs> so, we're so nice this episode. This is this is the nice episode, even though it's always nice. We're just, we have we have such manners. We, we woke up today, we were both tired, both excited to podcast, and I, I didn't know such such kindness would, would manifest out of it, Brian, but here we are. Uh, yeah, so, world. what's that? I said your fort goes on the left. I don't even know if that's true. Go on, go on, Josh. <laughs> wow. Uh, Make me want to watch Mary Antoinette or some one of those movies that have like all those like you remember those wigs they had back then? Wild. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know what? I like. I think it's just it's one of those things when you're playing those first couple levels. When you're playing it in 2001, you're. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing to be playing something like that on that console. I feel like a lot of the success of that game is associated with the impact it had as a first-person shooter. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't look at Halo Combat Evolved, and I, I just think, yes, yeah, is a quality game. You know what I mean? Like Halo 4. Halo Combat Evolved broke a lot of new ground. So there's a lot of that associated with my nostalgia as well as others. So when trying to introduce somebody new to it, you don't have that factor. That whole factor yeah. is gone. So if you take that out, what's left? Well, you have a game that has an amazing twist still. It has a great second half that, while admittedly does have like remixed levels of what came before, does have a really great downturn 
you go from like sort of like uh, this sort of space fantasy to space horror, you know, and it's a nice shift in tone. But that whole wow factor is gone now. And I mean, you're actually a good example of this because your first Halo game was Halo 2 and you went back and played Halo 1. And I'm sure there's people out there that are like that, but I know they got to be in the minority at the same time. So it's like, it's kind of, it's just kind of interesting to think about because I can't sometimes separate that first experience I had with it for, versus what it is now. Like what, and the best example is, is those um, anniversary graphics, which I don't like at all personally. I know they did a good job on it, but I don't, I don't like it all personally. Like for one, one reason I don't is because it makes things a lot brighter, which is great to navigate when you're in some of the darker levels. Yeah. But does it, you know, fit, the, I, does it fit what they were going for the mood? Yeah. Or whatever, it, it, it kind of takes away from what I really, really loved. Like three, four, three guilty spark level when you're first traversing it and you have all that jungle terrain and the original, it's just very dark and, and ominous and, it's just different. You you feel that when you're playing it for the first time, you feel like something like this is a bit different. You know, you're used to like silent cartographer and everything's bright and sunny and everything. Well, this is very dark and gloomy. But then if you play the anniversary version, the graphics are a lot brighter and you can really see a lot of the. It's uh, easy the to jungle. just walk to your objective. Yeah, it's easy just to walk to it. So, I mean, I feel like that did it. I feel like the anniversary is probably the best way that new people can experience it in a sense. But with someone like Xavier, I said, hey, I said, for what it's worth, when we play Halo 1 and 2, I said, you know, they have a thing implemented with the back button. You can switch the graphics. It's yeah. instantaneous. No delay. I said, we can do that. You can We can play it however you want. I said, I just want you to have the experience however you want. That's going to be fun for you. And he's like, no. He's like, I'm going to play how it originally was. I want to get that experience. I was like, that's dude, cool. that's so cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, or, someone like my wife, someone like my wife, they wanted they they didn't want to play with the old graphics at all. She was like, I don't even need to see those. I just want the new ones, you know. And that because she's she's never played Halo really, so it's yeah. like, why would she? In her mind, it's like, why would I downgrade myself, you know? And I don't blame her for having that mindset. Now, well, um, it's tough, and not to not to cut in real quick. I'll, I want you to say more, but it, I mean, yeah, if you told me if you went back and said Doom Anniversary, no, 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 no. Let's say Super Mario Bros. literally has a, an anniversary version on the Switch. It has the newer graphics. Me, for that, I'm not as invested in Super Mario Brothers. If I had a Switch and I bought that, to be honest, I am going to want to play through exactly, yeah. the newer graphics. Why? Because I know that this was an older game, and me personally, I experienced it, but... Boy, I just want to see what it looks like new. I want to be like, oh, I remember this, but this looks so different, and yeah. it's a new way to get into it. But not all of you? us are. Not all of us are. You know, I mean, most people listening to this are pretty hardcore Halo fans, but not everyone's a hardcore Halo fan. Some people are like, I played through Halo One one time back in two thousand one, and now that I have an Xbox One, I have MCC. You know, oh, I, I prefer having these graphics. This is nice. I don't have to deal with that uh, eye-bleeding graphics or something like that of the old style. Yeah. You know, it's just a nice thing to them. Or for new people, it's like they don't have the nostalgia attached. But, you know, the, the, thing I'll, the thing I wonder, and it's pretty much impossible to separate our bias from it, is what does Halo 1 have to offer in 2020 that's amazing to someone new, um, you you mentioned like the the plot twist of the flood, but most anybody who's been in gaming at all in the last twenty years already knows the flood exists. 
just because of just Halo being in gaming. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that that twist is pretty much like it's like if you set your friend in front of the game and like you get to the flood part and like you're watching them, you're looking for, you're waiting to see their expression when the when the Jenkins flashback plays and and you know the flood come out and you're looking for their expression and and you look over and they look like they just start shooting the flood. They look like they're not even phased and you're like, what? what do- Dude, this is amazing! And they're like, you know, and then like, but they just, they won't, you know, they already knew the flow were going to be there. Or also, they've they've seen so many things done in gaming in the last 20 years, it doesn't really phase them. So it's like, um, you know, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here because obviously Halo 1 is one of Josh and I's favorite games of all time. But, you know, are the characters that deep or interesting in the first game? Are the, are the plot beats that out of this world in 2020? I mean, what... What does Halo 1 have to offer uh, someone who's never played in 2020? I think that's why Halo 2 is much more the face of Halo in a lot of ways. When you look at like people's love of Halo, like even I feel like even people who love Halo 3 who really grew up with that and that might be their favorite. I feel like a lot of people who say that still came off of playing at least a little bit of Halo 2's like multiplayer in its heyday and were were there for a little bit of the experience. Cuz like when you think about it, you know, I have to say, you made me remember when I was first playing it and I got to that cutscene and the, you hear the noise and the doors yeah. burst open, the flood come out. I remember like having, I was sitting on the foot, this futon and I remember my legs, bringing my legs up and then sitting crisscross applesauce because I was like, I got, I, did, I, I got so creeped out that I was like, yeah. what if the flood, what if those little things are under the, under the futon? I was just so it, creeped. Right, it was so yeah, eerie. I, I love, that's such a cool moment, but you know. It's true. I remember first playing it. I thought at one point Cortana, when she's like yelling at Chief to run, I thought she was like starting to go bad because her like yeah. color even yep. changed. I was very confused. I didn't understand who three four three was. I didn't quite grasp the sort of depth that was like there if you look further. But it's not as accessible in that way because Halo Two. It's weird. I feel bad because I love Combat Evolved so much, but Halo Two, you go into that game. And even though it's very confusing, it has a lot going on. It doesn't really take time to build up to some kind of twist or anything. It throws you into the action yeah. right away. So it already, for people who were, like, if you were, I feel like if you were to introduce Erica to that one, it might be more enjoyable. I, I don't, I think Halo 4, I think we've said this before, Halo 4 would be the kind of game that she would probably really get into. But I yeah. feel like Halo 2 versus Halo 1, Halo 2 would win out night and day yeah. just because, like, it has a, it just throws you right into it, kind of, you know. Yeah, and it's I, I just not something the, that Halo Combat Evolved has. I am of the opinion Halo Four is like a great starting period, for, like point for for people nowadays. I just feel like Halo Four's got the, it's got the modern sensibilities about it to to bring someone new into the franchise, and I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, some people out there who who maybe don't like the any of the three four three games, they might be saying that's heresy, Brian. You got to start them on the Bungie games, but like you look at someone like. Um, Someone like Kirsty, who started with Halo 4, she loves Halo 4. It's her favorite game. And if it wasn't for that, she probably would never have gotten the series. You know, like now she goes back, now she loves those Bungie games. She goes back and appreciates them as well. Um, but yeah, to what I was saying, I, I don't know that Halo 1 really offers anything. And it's not, like I said, it sounds like such heresy to say, especially someone for me. It's like it's my second favorite game of all time, only behind Halo 2. Um, I don't know what it would offer for someone nowadays. Like, as a new experience. I mean, I could see someone playing it and going, wow, this came out in 2001 on a console. This is, wow, this was really ahead of its time. This is awesome. But uh, I don't know how much they would just be like, 
they'd play it now and be like, oh, this is one of my favorite games of all time, you know? And another another thing I was going to throw as an example is we we, um, we linked this on the Sacred Icon Halo page a few days ago. Uh, if you guys have ever heard of the popular YouTuber, The Completionist, um, his name is Gerard. He he compl- he plays games and, and kind of gives them a review and, and completes them 100%. He does everything that's required to 100% complete the game. And he did what I think was his first Halo episode ever, and he played Halo Combat Evolved. And I'm just making my own judgment from the video. It seemed to me like he wasn't as enthralled or, or as passionate about that as he was some of the other older games he played for the did first he, time. What graphics did he play with? Um, I think he played Anniversary. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, it just I don't I don't feel like his uh, he was captured as much. Like he did talk about how you know how groundbreaking it was for the time and all that stuff. But I've seen him do older games like Castlevania Symphony of the Night for the PS1, which is a 2D side scroller and stuff like that. And just see, I feel like I can just see passion reek out, reek out of his eyes, you know, for that game. But then like for Halo One. Um, he didn't seem as much like that. And I think, you know, if you, if we're honest with ourselves, you look back at Halo Combat Evolved, it was, it was very simplistic in a sense, and it was, it was very straightforward. And, you know, especially nowadays, like Josh already mentioned, you're really going to notice like the, the backtracking in the back half of the, like the back half of the levels are just the first levels repeated. Yeah. I told Brian the other day, I said, you know how, like we have those multiplayer maps in Halo 5 that were like remixes of other maps in the game. That's kind of what that last half of... The maps feel like in combat evolved. It's yep. like remixes of some of the other ones, but and, and admitting yeah. admitting this isn't like admitting defeat. Like t- to say like let's let's say me and Josh. I don't even know if we do, but let's say me and Josh agreed and said, you know what, Halo One doesn't offer a lot for someone coming to the series new in 2020. It's very straightforward. It doesn't have anything big to really gr- like grasp people nowadays. Admitting that would not be to say to take anything away from Halo One. Halo One is still just as iconic, just as good, just as relevant in, in its its place in gaming history as ever. It's just it just maybe doesn't hold up as well for people today. And and also to, to, to clarify, like Halo One still holds up way better today than something like like I mentioned Sonic Adventure Two or or, or Toy Story Rolling Two. Around. The speed of sound. Got places to go. Gotta follow, follow my rainbow. Oh man, it's a, I, I have so many good memories of that game, but I play it. And I'm just like, this game is not built very well. It's just, it's kind of horrible, uh, but I love it at the same time. Yeah, but Halo One holds up good, like in comparison to things like that. But just, you know, you can see how it's not the best place for newcomers to come in. You know, and that's that something exciting about Halo Infinite coming out is that. It appears like it's going to try to be like a new point for people to to enter on, yeah. but Josh, but you might have something else to say on that. But this is this is still on the same topic. Sure. Uh, the next thing I want to go into on the same topic is, you know, we're talking about has Halo Combat Evolved aged well. The next question is has Co- Halo Combat Evolved's lore aged well? But Josh, what what else did you want to say before? Oh I get no, to I'll, I'll get to mine. Let's let's talk about the lore aspect. Okay. Uh, so. I'm going to pull this up for you guys because I think this is interesting. Um, so Halo, let's go back to Halo Combat Evolved when it came out. Okay, it's 2001. The only thing that exists outside of Combat Evolved is the Fall of Reach novel. Okay, you tracking with me, Josh? Yeah, no, I'm following you. And um, for the sake of this conversation, we're going to say that Fall of Reach novel doesn't count. Just because, or we can even count it. We can We can go back and forth between it counting and not counting. It did. It did totally count, but like Bungie kind of never really acknowledged it. We know from the past 
discussions we've talked about, they didn't want it published. They didn't really want it there. So I'm just going to go off of Halo Combat Evolved as its own singular game and the manual that comes with it. The manual describes some of the lore. So let me read this off because I think this will be interesting. To Oh, this is cool. Let, I didn't know you had this. Yeah, let's, let's all put ourselves in the mindset of none of Halo exists except for Combat Evolved in its manual. So you're playing Combat Evolved. You, you start first mission or whatever. You're like, oh, I want to read the manual. See what it says. So this is what the manual says. I pulled this from Halopedia. It says, story so far, the year is 2552, planet Earth still exists, but overpopulation has forced many of her former residents to colonize other worlds. Faster than light travel is now a reality, and Earth's unified government, through the United Nations Space Command, has put its full weight behind the colonization effort. Millions of humans now live on habitable planets in other solar systems. A keystone of humanity's colonization efforts is the planet Reach an interstellar naval yard that builds colony ships for civilians and warships for the UNSC's armed forces. Conveniently close to Earth, Reach is also a hub of scientific and military activity. 32 years ago, contact with the Outer Colony Harvest was lost. A battle group sent to investigate was almost completely destroyed. Only one badly damaged ship returned to Reach. Its crew told of a seemingly unstoppable alien warship that had effortlessly annihilated their forces. This was humankind's first encounter with a group of aliens they eventually came to know as the Covenant, a collective of alien races united in their fanatical religious devotion. Covenant religious elders declared humanity an affront to the gods, and the Covenant warrior caste waged a holy war upon humanity with gruesome diligence. After a series of crushing defeats and obliterated colonies, UNSC Admiral Preston Cole established the Cole Protocol, no vessel may inadvertently lead Covenant to Earth. When forced to withdraw, ships must avoid Earth-bound vectors, even if that means jumping without proper navigational calculations. Vessels in danger of capture must self-destruct. On Reach, a secret military project to create cyborg super-soldiers takes on newfound importance. That sounds so badass. The soldiers of the Spartan II project rack up an impressive record against the Covenant in test deployments, but there are too few of them to turn the tide of the war. Existing Spartan II soldiers are recalled to reach for further augmentation. The plan, board a Covenant vessel with the improved Spartan IIs and learn the location of the Covenant homeworld. Two days before the mission begins, Covenant forces strike reach and annihilate the colony. The Covenant are now on Earth's doorstep, one ship, the Pillar of Autumn, escapes with the last Spartan II and makes a blind jump into deep space, hoping to lead the Covenant away from Earth. That was okay. all in the damn manual? That was all in the manual. What the shit? For Halo 1 Combat Evolved. So, I got lots to say, Josh, but like, what do you got any comments off that right off the bat? Oh, I want to hear you first, man. Okay, so there's a... First of all, guys, it's pretty cool that we got all this background from the manual. Like, that's a lot to help you get, like, dive deep into this world. And it also shows just how much of what was in this manual ended up being completely fleshed out on later. Mm -hmm. You know, they mentioned the, the coal product protocol, which talked about a lot. It's got its own book. Yeah, I was thinking that. Um, uh, I like how it mentions covenant religious elders because the prophets haven't been, like, decided on yet, you know? So right. they're called religious elders. Also, it's been mentioned before that in Halo Combat Evolved... Um, they intended to have a prophet in the game, but the prophet was going to be just an elite with like a special hat. Yeah. So That's such a weird. <laughs> yeah, things weird evolve over time. Though. You know, it, it, yeah. it changes. So Covenant religious elders, I think, is really interesting. 
Um, you know, they mentioned the Spartan 2 project. We've been over this before. They mentioned that you're the last Spartan. And I truly, I think it, it might be a, I think it might be a fact, uh, I, but I, I'm pretty sure when this game came out, Bungie had intended this truly was the last Spartan. What do you yeah, think? I don't Jeff? know. I, I don't, I don't think... know. I, well, I always kind of got that feeling, but I also kind of got the same feeling of like how in Star Wars, like Luke's supposed to be the last Jedi, yet it seems like there might be others kind of out there. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's that it's true. It, I mean, for all intents and purposes, as far as the galaxy knows, yeah, that is the last one. But yeah, dude, I got super nostalgic listening to that, especially when you mentioned like the cyborg super soldier and stuff. That saying, cyborg doesn't get thrown around very much no, anymore. But that really reminds me i always associate halo combat evolved with like that green aesthetic that Mm -hmm. the xbox had the theme like i just something about that the text i mean just the way uh, wow i mean that that game is like i don't know i if i could upon nostalgia it's it's nostalgia upon nostalgia but i just remember playing that for the first time and reading yeah i looked at that manual when i got that game and it was just like wow i knew that it was really cool that the game doesn't just sort of start and it's like it starts telling the universe. It, it, it has some kind of prologue describing how this world came to be, what it is. It's just the game just has been like the story wise, it's been alive. Like it's existed. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it, and it's these characters have already been living for a while. Yeah. They don't, they didn't they just don't wait for us to boot the up the game. They put us right yeah. in the middle of something. Yeah. So to speak, they didn't just like those characters didn't just wait for us to boot up the game to exist and breathe. They've been living. And then that. All that hints at a much, much bigger picture that, like you said, came uh, came to be explained later on. But, uh, man, that's that's pretty cool. But I, I still feel like, you know, just to kind of turn around to what we were talking about uh, at the topic of hand, I, I feel like lore-wise, Halo 1 doesn't doesn't do as much. I, I feel like there's not as much depth there as you get in the later games. Well, there's Halo definitely 2, not as much depth. Halo 2 really set a standard. I really, really feel like that. It's it's tough because I mean overall, guys, Halo Three is my my favorite game. But a lot of the reason that that's my favorite is because of the buildup we got from the first two. So like, it's hard for me to like say I love Halo Three without acknowledging uh, stuff from like Halo Two and whatnot. So because like when I play Halo One, I listen to the soundtrack. I'm like mystery. I listen to Halo Two, feel like a badass. I listen to Halo Three, I feel emotional. You know, and I love that I have all these these three different like facets of of that going on and i feel like that's really evocative of the stories we get and when you look at halo ones there's just there's not really there's not really a a lot there like there is but you really have to look kind of deeper for it you know what i mean like most people playing it for the first time don't grasp what's really going on you hear all those things about 343 guilty spark and what he's saying to chief we know now that that has to deal with a lot of the stuff that's in the, the the forerunner books but like you know back then we had no idea it didn't make sense you know, it just didn't add up. So, and I mean, any more you want to say about that? Because I actually I mean, had uh, I was something else say to like say, but it's, the, it's a little different. You know, like we're reading this like manual and like it's all these things that stand out to us. Another thing I didn't mention was 32 years ago, contact with the Outer Colony Harvest was lost. You know, so it establishes here in this manual that like 32 years ago, they had an issue with the Covenant. It was at, a, it was at an Outer Colony, though. They hadn't discovered Earth yet. And that also makes it feel very... When you, when you play Halo Wars, and I think Halo Wars is like 23 years or something before Halo 1, it really it really works that that's the timeline because of because of Halo 1. But you, you read this uh, this manual, and I just can't imagine what you were thinking reading it 
uh, when you were playing, like if you're playing Halo 1 for the first time, it's only Halo that's out. You haven't read The Fall of Reach. Like, this describes a lot of things that we know about and have been expanded upon now, but just reading this and this being all you have in your mind, you're probably just like confused and also like, man, what is this? What's that? Holy crap. Like, you probably don't really aren't able to line it up in your head as well as we are now because we, we've, had, we've had this all expanded upon. But I was going to say, if the question is, has the lore gotten better or worse, I think it's both yes and no. Uh, because what I admire so much about this manual story so far and the game, um, Halo Combat Evolved, and then also if you even want to throw the book, The Fall of Reach, on there is, to me, it was very grounded and very simplistic, and it, 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 it connected in ways that made sense. It was very, it felt really real and just lived in. Um, and on one hand, the lore's gotten so much better because it's, 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 so many things have been created, so many things have been expanded upon. But on the other hand, we're now at that point where we get with many other franchises like Star Wars, Aliens, whatever, that so much has been added and, and some things not aren't, aren't good, some things seem odd, some things are off. Like I'm now at the point today where as a huge Halo fan, I look at Halo as this fictional this fictional world with a lot of fictional things in it. And that's what it is. But it very much seems like fiction now. But when I was a little kid playing Halo 1 and 2 on my Xbox, it felt like a real place. It felt like a real thing happening. It was very, it was sci-fi, but it was very military, you know, and I feel like, I feel like so much has been added and so much has went on in time and, and different things have been added that it feels more like a story now, whereas I read this and I feel like I'm reading a part of history. So yeah, it's gotten better and worse, you know. That's what's hard about that kind of stuff is when you play Halo 1, it feels like a blank slate. For us, I think that's why we really like it is because it just has a... It feels like even though we know what comes after, when you're playing it, you feel like, you know, you feel so curious. You remember how you felt when you first played it, you know? Like, yeah. you don't know the bigger picture of the world. You don't really know what Earth even looks like. You don't know all these other characters, you know? how Like, when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't necessarily... Like I, when we finished the game, I, I thought, oh, me and Cortana are literally the only like people left on 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 like human wise on yeah. Earth, you know, or something. I, you know, like, yeah. I was very very confused, you know, and uh, I didn't quite understand that. But I think you that's... Know, when you get to a point with all these other games, just like with other franchises, where like you start to get the world building, it's kind of like it. It, I don't know. I, it's a little bit different, but I, sometimes I feel like it. It you want to know more but it's always at the expense of losing a bit of the magic that made you fall in love with that very thing because then when you get more into the world building and it starts to flesh stuff out then there's always there's gonna you're gonna hit that point where there's something or some things you don't like a lot of people get to a point where they're like oh i don't even like this anymore because this all all the stuff i love now feels tainted by what's come after or vice versa whatever you know but you know when you play combat evolved there's such a blank slate Yet for people who are playing it for the first time, who's to say that Halo 2 is not that blank slate for them? That was Brian's first Halo. True. You know, and I was going to say, to take it a little bit differently, what about the multiplayer? You know, I feel like I feel like most people do not think Halo Combat Evolves multiplayer is that good now. It does not hold up at all. Yeah. But I feel like no one wants to admit that because it's such an iconic 
an influential yeah. game. I feel like it's like a heresy uh, type of statement to say, but when you really think about it, when, when Master Chief Collection came out, I remember being excited personally because I never played Halo on PC. So I thought, cool, I can finally get to see what this is like online. But when I did LAN parties in the past, we tried to play Halo Combat Evolved, and it was just never that fun because it just came down to the pistol. It doesn't and it was it was hard so to fun, take seriously for me. But it wasn't yeah, it wasn't as competitive and, and, and stuff like that. It wasn't it, it was just different. And it felt dated then playing the multiplayer. I felt the datedness in the multiplayer uh, between the two at that at like two thousand four, two thousand five, mm-hmm. six. But playing it on Master Chief Collection, I was like, this is fun. Once that fun wore off, though, that sort of new experience, I, ha- I don't really go back to it. And even now, I could be wrong. And feel free to correct me, guys, if I am. I think it's only a doubles playlist now. It's only 2v2. They don't even have, like, a Team Slayer unless you really, like, specifically, I think, select it. I, I could be wrong. It's, it's been a minute. But, but I mean, like, anytime we've done LAN parties at Brian's house, never do Halo Combat Evolved. We never yeah. do it. Why? It's because you drive those Warthogs, you bump into somebody, they die right away. Sure, it's funny. But you're not going to get those big high moments. And, and the pistol, it comes down to you're killing people from halfway across the map. Well, that's fun. But then all the point of trekking along to maybe pick up a power weapon is kind of like made redundant. Yep. Because you don't you don't need a... It's nice to have a sniper. It's going to kill someone faster than a pistol from the same distance. But you have that pistol. You still have a chance to kill that person who might... Like if you're... If Brian and I are half or across the map from one another, he's got a sniper and I've got a pistol. I've still got a chance at, at killing him. You know, and and that's cool. And a lot of people love that pistol. I love it too. But it's definitely OP. Yeah. And when you go back and you try to play Halo One, you know, as much as I I don't like Halo Four's multiplayer personally, I can say that I would rather play Halo Four's uh, multiplayer. Same. Than I would. I really would play Combat. You know, and, and something, dude. I I was thinking recently, like Halo Four's multiplayer. I still had fun playing that. I did not like how they changed the uh, scoring system. I did not like the ordnance drop stuff. You know, but I mean, like, dude, I remember playing that for a brief period before Master Chief Collection came yeah. out with you, Justin Creighton. And it's like, still a lot of fun. Yeah. I had fun. I remember using like the thermal vision. Yeah. That was still cool. I, I was like, this feels weird in a Halo game, but I'm going to use it. And, and it was neat. But I mean, what do you think about the multiplayer aspect? Yeah, I think uh, I think the reason the multiplayer was so big was just because it was a first person shooter well done on a console. And you could like you could. Like, I remember, like, people talk about, like, GoldenEye, you could play on the N64, but GoldenEye, it didn't have the good control scheme that Halo has, it didn't have recharging shields, and if you played four-player split-screen for GoldenEye, your frame, it was like, it was like seven or nine frames a second, I think, was what you played, because uh, there's a Digital Foundry video on it, like, four-player split-screen, you're just chugging along. Well, when you get to Halo, and I don't know off the top of my head what, what Halo uh, 1 ran at on the original Xbox when it's four-player split-screen. If I had to guess, I would guess it hovers around 20 frames because it probably doesn't hold 30 solid. My memory says it ran buttery smooth. It does feel like it does in my memory. <laughs> yeah, in my memory, it feels like yeah. it was perfect. But, you know, so then it, so then you had, like, you had proper controls that competed with PC first-person shooters. You had regenerating health. You had awesome graphics. The four-player split-screen really held up. And then you could connect Xbox consoles together and have 16-player, and it felt like... It felt like the online matchmaking experience before it existed, you know? Yeah. Um, so there was just so many things working Absolutely. in Halo 1's favor um, as far, like, outside of the game, like, outside of how well the, the, the weapons were balanced and the maps were balanced, you had 
good controls, you had a good health system, you had good performance, you had the the LAN the LAN ability. That's what truly made it stand out. But then Halo Two came along, and you know, kind of did everything better. You know, I I feel like there's some people out there who go like, oh my, you know, they'll, they'll say, oh Halo One, that is not true, Brian. But you know, I feel like for the most part, Halo Two kind of just did everything better. Um, so it's it's really a product of its time. I feel like if 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 the question was, and because we're gonna kind of wrap this this part of the discussion up, you know, soon. Like if the question was, does Halo One hold up? And I'm only allowed to answer yes or no. I'm gonna say yes, but I want to add caveats. I want to add so many caveats because it holds up in that I still love playing it today. It's still a great game. Whereas, like for instance, Sonic Adventure Two, I play that nowadays, and I'm kind of like, it really wasn't that good, you know. Yeah. But but for for new people coming in and, and trying to play it for the first time, I could see it being very archaic and and hard to play. I was play. gonna say I think I'm gonna say no. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that's, that. that. That's just something that's the that's the thought I've arrived to recently because of all this stuff. With my about to take our friend Xavier through that stuff, and he was, you know, uh, taking uh, Erica through it for a little bit. You know, I really don't think it's I don't think it's aged bad, but I don't think it's it's it holds up as well now, and that doesn't bother me because you know I have so many I have a handful of Halos to play. And I still have when I play it, I get I get the nostalgia factor yeah. that I got when I played it as a kid, and that's just always something that's going to be there. But at the same time, that makes me all the more excited, you know. Even though I've been on the opposite end of Halo Infinite being potentially a soft reboot, makes me all the more excited that it could be, because you know it's a nice new updated way. You kind of touched upon that earlier, but it's kind of a nice. It could be a new entry point. way to re-experience. That it, like if you're like if you had not yet introduced Erica to any Halo, and Infinite comes out and it is very much the Force Awakens to a New Hope's mm-hmm. you know uh, story. So if it's like that, that could be a really cool way for you to sort of get those like Halo Combat Evolved vibes that you first got when you played through that. Or it could be that you know, cur- that, that Kirsty moment where where Jordan's a fan, Jordan Shipley's a fan of Halo, and then he gets Forge, she comes in, and now she's interested in Four. And now they have this bond together over Halo, but yeah. he can he can credit Halo Four as what got his wife into it, you know. And yeah, one thing absolutely. I wanted to say before I forget, Josh, is that the big thing for my wife when she beat Halo Combat Evolved, she did beat it. She beat it completely through and played it halfway through again. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Um, I thought she only got through a couple levels. Okay, go on. Nope, she completed the whole thing with me co-op. Um, That's dope. She her big thing her two most the things that are most important to her in a video game are characters and story. And in my wife's opinion, and I know some you know hardcore fans are there probably going to go, well, your wife's stupid, but she didn't feel like Halo 1 had interesting characters or story. Now, let's think about it for a minute. And before I get into explaining that, let me, let me tell you what the manual says about characters. These are the characters of, in the manual for Halo 1. Cortana, Captain Keys, The Marines... That's the characters. There does there is no Sergeant Johnson even listed in the characters. That's okay. That's that's and I I think that's great. It's great that for those people who are like no heresy, you know. Yeah. It's like well wait. That's why it's great to hear outside opinions because yeah. I think she's right. But 
at the same time, as a kid going through that, I loved that then. I love it now. Same, I love same. that simplistic approach. Yeah. And I feel like that works much better than when you're trying to make a game and you're saying, okay, we're like when Kingdoms of Amular Reckoning came out and you had this big story with yeah. all this lore and the author, yep. you know, this, uh, what was it? Was it Matthew R- Salvatore? R- R- I, said Salvatore. <laughs> I said Matthew Salvatore. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that. <laughs> That's, oh, thank I'm you for your work on Kingdoms of Amalur, Matthew. Yeah, thank you, Matthew. <laughs> I want to play that game, by the way. But, I mean, you have a big game like that yeah. that comes out and it has this all of this big established lore. You bring in a writer to, to help make that happen, and the game doesn't it, – it, 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 by all accounts, it sells well, but it doesn't do well enough, and it flatlines. Yeah. So – a lot of times when you have that approach, like you're you're intentionally trying to make this like this badass thing that's really established, doesn't always work out as much as the things that have the more simplistic yeah. approach. So like that's why I love that's why I said Halo. I Cup love it. I wouldn't so much anything about it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. It's a blank slate to really open but, those doors. But you gotta think to like a new person like Erica, it's like, okay, so there's this Cortana, she's an AI. There's a captain. And, and and let's that's I, what's but that's what's dated about it. That's yeah. that's what's dated about it. I'm playing that's devil's advocate here because I love all of this stuff. You know, I got I love Halo One. I love the characters, but Cortana is kind of a you know she's a little snarky, so she's got a little character. Master Chief, he's got some one liners, and he's got some like he, he tosses, on. yeah he tosses his Hold grenade on. around, you know. But Captain Keys probably comes off as generic space captain. 47 to my wife probably because you know in a sense he you know, she doesn't have all the backstory of captain keys well, she always, doesn't she, i always liked wife, that he had the cigar i always yeah. thought that was cool it just kind of gave him a little something because otherwise i would agree but it just it added something yeah cool. but like my wife doesn't see captain keys and go oh that's captain keys he had a relationship with dr halsey who was also the leader of the spartan 2 program who also had a kid named miranda keys who's in the second game like my wife doesn't know any of that you know so you play the game and like i said sergeant johnson he's in the game but he's not even referenced as a character you know, there's just it's just basically you, a stoic cyborg, as the game describes you, with your AI who's a little snarky, uh, and a captain who's not around most of the game and then dies, and a bunch of random marines. So there's not a whole lot of deep character. And you got to understand, my wife's coming from things like Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, whatever, where these characters RPGs, that RPGs, have yeah. And stories. so these characters aren't developed very much, and it's not like they, it's not like Bungie did something wrong. Bungie did what they set out to do. They, they like Josh said, they we met. wouldn't have been at this point had they not done it the way they yeah. did. Yeah, like they, that's they, my whole point. They did it that way on purpose, but for like my wife, you know, it's they're kind of bland. Now, if my wife played all the Halo games, I think she would say, okay, yeah, there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of blah 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 blah. blah. But then also the story of Halo One, you know. If somebody asked me, you know, is the story of Halo 1 good? I would go, oh, yeah, Halo One story is so good. But to my wife, what's it look like? It looks like aliens are trying to kill you, so you fight aliens the whole game. Then you fight some other weird flood aliens, and then you blow up a planet, and the game's over. I mean, it's not like this deep, like, and I, I you know, I, I hate to make this comparison because it's, so, it's just relevant to me, but like Final Fantasy VII, if you play Final Fantasy VII, you know, you meet all these characters. There's this deep background with... Shinra and Sephiroth and all these different things, how they intermingle and and who's Zack Fair and all these different questions and all this deep story and background. Well, when she plays Halo 1, it's like, basically, you fight aliens, you blow up a planet. It's over. Well, Combat Evolved, yeah, was very much a game of its time because at that point we had like Final Fantasy X coming out around that time. So you still had some like RPGs that were like really doing it up story-wise. But I feel like at that point in time... 
We just didn't have the kind of depth that we have gotten in the past 20 or so years. Oh, and let's so and Josh, we should say right off the bat is that Halo One was was praised for how much story it did have at the time. Shooters, people weren't used to shooters having that much story. That's very true. It's that's just changed point. over time. We've that's we've gotten so me, much better. That for me was was amazing at the time, and I was left wanting more, wondering what came next. And even when even when I knew prior to Halo Two, you know that we had like First Strike, and we had those three books and stuff, and I thought that's awesome. I want to read those, but another part of me is like, no, I want to experience the rest of the story in the games. Like I want to see what comes next. So that, it did well. It was profound for that time. But you look at it now, and first-person stories have evolved so much. You look at a game like Mortal Kombat that now has an actual story mode, you know, uh, that used to just be a game that you went to the arcade to play that was a fighting game. And that was all there was to it. And so all these genres have evolved so much more and redefined themselves time and again to stay relevant. And... Halo Combat Evolved is just a, it's a product of its time very much. And I, I think I love it because, you know, I, I love when I, when I play it now, I think, oh man, uh, you know, the Arbiter, he wasn't the Arbiter yet, but I mean, he was, he was the one overseeing, you know, the, the Battle of Reach and all this yeah. stuff and hunting after me. And that's why we get to what we get to in Halo 2 when it's like, oh, and then I think of Reach's story and I'm like, oh man, they were, you know, whether it's the game, the game story of like how they got Cortana to the Pillar of Autumn or like what Master Chief is up to just prior to the events of, yeah. of that in the book. You know, I'm like, all this stuff helps me reappreciate it. Knowing the, the the Flood book, you know, and it's like there's all these other extra characters that are still out, the out there. Builds upon it, it really, yeah. it really does. And But on its own, taking it as it is now, it's not aged very well. But it's just because of, I mean, it was big at its time, but, you know, it, it, it that so all we have now stands on the shoulders of combat evolved in that sense and i think in a lot of ways and i think brian would agree probably all you guys would because we're all biased but i feel like objectively i'm right when i say pretty much all first person shooters at this point maybe excluding something like half-life because half-life did pretty good but like most first person shooters that we kind of have nowadays are standing on the shoulder of combat evolved yep. because of the console experience because of the story like you said, Brian, it, really, it, it changed the game. Yeah. So Regenerating yeah. health wasn't really a thing much. In plus, the plus the multiplayer aspect that all we have on Xbox Live is so much. So even PlayStation is so much due to the success of the PlayStation. Land parties. Like, yeah, think about this. Matchmaking and Uncharted 3 for the PlayStation 3 comes from the couch co-op land experience of Halo 1 that was adapted people, to matchmaking for Halo 2. <laughs> people didn't get together back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Like, I, I, you know, there might have been little stuff like that, but it just, the tech wasn't even there at the time to really pull that kind of stuff off. That was a big deal. That changed the game. Microsoft saw that and was like, boom, let's, you know, we can do this Xbox Live thing, let's do it. They took it to the next level, they evolved that, and that took off, and that's why we have everything we have today. I mean, it's just, that game is so impactful, yet in of itself, it's dated. Something like Star Wars, A New Hope, I feel like when I watch now, it's one of the slowest films. Now, yeah, a lot of people disagree with me on that. I feel like it's a very slow film. I love it, but it's very much a product of its time. You feel that, not just aesthetically. Films were made slower back then. Of the 70s. Filmmaking was they, they were. Yeah. They were, but I mean, like you, you feel it, and, and Combat Evolved is the same way. It came out in 2001. Remember how... Remember those NSYNC album covers, guys, and how the fashion used to be back then and how it's not? Right. That was a long time ago now. <laughs> it's like So 2001 was a long time ago. You know, I was going to say, too, Josh, like for, for, for people who, you know, don't really – for people out there who don't really understand the love for Halo 4, you got to think, like, for someone like my wife coming in 
Halo 4's Master Chief and Cortana character development is literally like a hundred times what we had in Halo 1. Now maybe you prefer Halo 1 and that's completely fair and valid, but like the character development you get for Cortana and Chief from 1 to 4 is literally night and day. You know, like, and that's the kind of stuff that's going to make my wife really go, huh? You know, I wonder, you know, why, why is Chief so closed up? Oh, why is, why does Cortana want to know what the sun feels like? Like, oh, this is, I'm interested in this, you know? Do you uh, ever plan to start her on that anytime soon? Not soon because, well, I mean, between just being busy and playing other things, um, I mean, right now her opinion is she's not a fan of Halo because she appreciates it. And she doesn't think it's bad or anything. She just, when she played the first game one and a half times, she didn't really, you know, enjoy it that well, much. Well, I feel like I could see her out of Bungie era. I could see her enjoying Halo 3 to an extent. Because there's, yeah. I feel like what we get from Halo 4 between the two of them is really like, you you see the, you see a little bit of that. The, the yeah, 3 would probably be the Halo best 3. Bungie one to introduce. But, but I feel like Halo 4 is definitely the yeah. one where it's... I think gonna... it'll happen here. I think, I think when all the hype of Infinite coming out comes around... And like I'm getting infinite, I'm getting the Series X. We're podcasting about it. I think there's going to be so much hype in the air that Erica's going to say, "I should try this with you." You know, that'll and be cool. So, but Josh, how about a couple questions we got from uh, our listeners? Heck, yes. First question from a uh, a, a, a an age old patron of ours, Abu. Age an age old patron, Abu. Abu, Abu, how's it do? How's it do? Okay. How are you doing? How's it do? We missed you. We love you, Abu. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. What a nice way to end it. A little too emotional okay. there at the end. <laughs> no, I liked it. Uh, his question it. is, more of it. should 343 look at the success formula of COD Modern Warfare and try to make something like that, or should they go their own way? I know that the COD subject to Halo fans is a little bit... Polemic. I don't know that word. I'm going to be honest. It's probably, I probably should, but I don't. Uh, One thing we learned from this episode is that Abu is much more educated than both yes. of us because I also do not know that word. Please continue, Brian. But I would, I might be pronouncing it wrong. It's pull M I C. But I would like to hear from you guys, both personal and non personal thoughts. Usually on the creative market, companies use success cases on their own work. So that is why I was wondering. Just for some background, COD was a single-player campaign, a co-op mode, and some more story uh, to part of the main story. And both multiplayer and Warzone, BR mode, add some extras to the story as well. And all the game stances are in the same universe. Okay, so I feel like it's going to be hard for us to... I, don't, I want to answer his question right, but I feel like I might answer it a way he wasn't hoping. So the beginning question is, should 343 look at the success formula of COD Modern Warfare? My original, my immediate thought, and maybe I'm just a biased Halo fanboy, COD is very successful. COD is very liked. COD does very, Call of Duty does very important things that make them very successful and popular. But I think it has been shown in the past that Halo does not need to chase anyone else or copy anyone else's ideas or trends. Halo needs to do its own thing. And it needs to stick. It needs to stick on its own course. So even if Call of Duty is doing something really successful, they need to do their own thing. That's my opinion. That's my first. My first thoughts on it, Josh. What do you think? Oh, let's go. Oh, I was gonna say you gotta go deeper. Well, because he because he, he expands. He expands and he says, um, you know, he says COD was a single player campaign. Ha, mm-hmm. Has a single player campaign, a co op mode. Um, it's got multiplayer and Warzone. Um, 
and they all take place in the same universe. So maybe he's talking about like, should Halo do that? Like have Halo's story in the campaign, in its co-op, in its its Warzone, if it has a BR mode, like. I don't know, and maybe once again, maybe I'm missing the point of his question, but I think John. Well, what's the what's the one Call of Duty game that came out recently that like had no campaign? Which one was it? Uh, Black Ops Four had no campaign. Yeah, so to to my understanding, it still had like cutscenes. It had some lore aspects, within but it the was multiplayer, all multiplayer, yeah. Despite not having a campaign, like that's what he's saying. One. Yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say like Titanfall. So, uh, personally, no. Why? Because they tried that with Halo Four, yeah. and it flopped hard. It, and that's more on the multiplayer side. I think they did some cool things. Like, there's an argument to be made with Spartan Ops. You know, some people really loved Gabriel Thorne, really loved where the story went and stuff like that. Totally, totally fair. You know, I get that. I, I think it was a nice... I, again, I think it was a great idea. But I think in terms of just how the multiplayer was fundamentally, it had an identity crisis. It wasn't so much trying to be a new version of Halo. It was trying to be more like what's just successful at that time. So it didn't really work because Halo's Halo, Call of Duty's Call of Duty. And I think you can borrow things from one another and stuff like that for sure. But I think you very much have to be your own thing. And I think, I feel like I read somewhere a while back that 343 wants very much to be their own thing. They don't want to necessarily, they want to kind of buck what's trending and just still do their own thing. They don't necessarily want to want to do that. So, you know, bearing that in mind, like, I feel like the biggest thought is like Battle Royale and it's like... I honestly don't expect that in there. Yet there's a part of me that I won't be surprised if I see it. Yeah. But I don't expect it because I feel like they're just going they're going to double down on what works for them. And maybe that's something we'll get down the line. Like I could see them potentially doing some kind of like Halo Battle Royale similar to like Fortnite or Call of Duty Warzone and stuff like that. But I just I, I don't I don't expect it. And, you know, if, the, if they do something like that to, to get to the short and simple answer, it's fine. You know, I, I'm open to whatever 343 wants to do with their stuff. But I I, I feel like much rather they, they should much rather just stick to what they want to do and, mm-hmm. and stick to. I'm not saying you have to do what's what, what's Halo. You don't have to. You're going to put yourself in a box and, and limit yourself if you do that all the time. Yeah. But like Warzone was a great example of them trying to do something new, you know, continue to build from that kind of mentality. And I think it's fine. I think we're both in the camp where. We're open to Halo doing something new. We like them to do new things, but we'd rather have them do new things that are their own new ideas, not exactly. just adopt another industry trend. Like, hey, and we could drop. We could. Oh, go ahead, Josh. No, no, no. You go ahead, man. I was We're saying, we, so nice this episode. I love it so much. So, uh, so much, so much manners. I, just, I don't, I I don't know where it's coming. We from. came into this. We came into this, guys. We were genuinely like super tight. We we have been looking forward to to recording this the entire week and stuff like that. But then we got, we got to this morning and we were taking forever to wake up. Brian and I were just feeling our age. And then we get to this and we just, I can't believe, I've never, I've literally never, there's so many times you and I will cut each other off. I love that because you and I have so much to say. But today is like, no, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah, we'll we'll title this episode Manners. No, that's lame, but still. (laughs) Um, Now I forgot what I was going to say, Josh, because we went on the whole Manners thing. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking so about that Call of Duty. Could, we could be, we could be wrong, and that like Halo could do their own battle royale, and it could be like so perfect for that world that Halo has the best battle royale ever. But mm-hmm. I'm more in the camp of just no, just do your own thing, Halo. You know, Josh and I maybe we're probably a little biased because we don't really like battle royale, but 
I just don't think that's what they need to do. I especially in a time where Infinite's supposed to prove, you know, Halo is great and Halo is awesome. You know, let's not chase another trend. I, I, I that's that's my final thoughts on that question. Yeah, no, look, I know there's some of you guys out there that really love Battle Royale and would really like that stuff into that. I totally understand. If they do that, I think it could be cool because I enjoy aspects of it. The idea of dropping out of a, a drop pod as an ODST, having that experience could be amazing playing with friends. Going to a LAN party and maybe teaming up with people to play together against people online could be really unique to me. But, you know... Yeah, I'd still rather they just uh, they kind of do their own thing. I don't. Halo has proven enough that it's successful on its name alone. Halo Five is still talked about to this day, for better or worse, mm-hmm. because it was still a successful game, and it might have upset people, but people bought it, and people spent money on microtransactions, so people still buy the Mega Constructs. People buy the comics. People still buy the books. People are so thirsty for more Halo, which means Halo's successful. I don't think they need to do any of that to stay relevant. I think time, I think the past several years has proven that you don't need to do any of that. I know this is uh, Halo Infinite, such a make or break in a lot of ways, but you know what? After Halo Infinite comes out and we're waiting for Halo Infinite 2, whatever they decide to call that. We're gonna we're gonna be excited again, you know. Time time shows that the time's kind to, to these games. So just just be. I just want it to be its own thing. I just want yeah. I feel like most. I'll be fine with. I it. think most games that come out confident and do what they want, they, they don't suffer for not adopting industry trends. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, I just had a game in my mind, but I completely forgot it. But like, I don't know. Like God of War came out and did its own, it did its own thing, and it was it was very successful. It didn't try to add a multiplayer mode or anything like that, and. Um, you know, like Elder Scrolls or like uh, Bethesda games. When Bethesda games come out, the reason people are excited about them, and I know we can talk about how 76 had all these problems, whatever, but Bethesda games, they just do the, they do them. They make a Bethesda game. They make a Bethesda RPG. They do them. They do them. And people are just <laughs> excited to play that. They're like, oh, I, I want this Bethesda experience. So, And I know people can say, oh, they keep using the same engine. They keep doing the same things. But people keep buying it because they want that experience. They're the only ones that do that. Like you can get an RPG from Bioware. It doesn't play like Bethesda. Bethesda is its own thing. But anyways, uh, next uh, question we got from another patron. Thank you, by the way, Abu. Yes, thank you so much, Abu. It was nice to have you back with a question. You know, we, we there's so many people that can ask questions in our patron that just don't ask. So, which I don't mind, but you know, I, maybe they forget. Yeah, I'm sure, people just forget. Um, and, and Abu, that's it's it's great to have you back, man. Uh, really another one thank from you. Photon. And Photon. Photon says, "Can we get a little banter going on regarding the brutes between Halo Combat Evolved and Halo Two? Like, did they just take a?" Covenant vacation and sit around eating pizzas. Speculate. <laughs> so what do you got to say about well, that, Brian? I love that. Unless I'm reading him wrong, I think what he's saying is there's no signs of brutes at all in Halo One, right? And then they're just all over and the place. They're just in there, Halo like they've existed the entire time yeah. in Halo Two. Well, yeah, I, I used to feel that way. I think the I think the lore reason is that you know the elites were the like honorable like guards of the prophets. And the elites were allowed to be on Halo because they were the top of the top. Um, but the brutes were like not worthy and they weren't the top of the top. So brutes were not like brutes were on reach, as we've seen in the reach game, uh, because reach was Halo not a, rings an entirely different thing. Yeah. Halo, like the Halo ring is like a holy relic that, that they didn't want the brutes to desecrate. 
Um, and they were more just like ground units for Reach that they didn't care about as much. Obviously, in Halo 2, we see the changing of hats and like brutes take the take the uh, the place of um, elites. But I just think I just think they were lower on the respect of the Covenant, and I think that's the pretty much the lore reason nowadays. Uh, the 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 uh, the real world reason is they hadn't thought of brutes yet. <laughs> yeah. But um, I still feel like that's a, a nice enough reason. Like I can wrap my brain around yeah. that in a way that makes sense. Like it's a, it's a nice retcon. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. It's like totally. These 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 brutes are animals. And, also, uh, I mean, there's drones in the second game. They weren't in the first game. True, the flying yeah, very true. bug thing. So we nobody. No, really that's something did. I can definitely I can definitely get behind. But I'd like to see some. I wouldn't mind seeing some brute banter. And stuff. Isn't it so cool? Like to me, like brutes are Halo. Like I I want brutes in Halo. I love I do brutes. miss brutes. I do. Like it's. I feel like it doesn't happen too often. Usually when like like popular series move on to a new species or a new enemy, people are like, oh, I miss the original. Like I like elites more, but brutes are close for me. Like I love the brutes. I just think, yeah, uh, dude, I loved fighting them in Halo Three. I loved, I loved how they flowed so much. Like how I liked them in two more, but I loved three as well. I loved three as well. That's fine. Uh, and I liked Reach as well for that too. Um, then we have see, guys, this is what's cool. We this time we had three different, uh, you know, mail-ins or questions or whatnot before we even get to our regular questions and answers. So that's really enjoyable. This is from Greg Mullinger. He goes by Genesis. Uh, Genesis. He mailed us in. He says, Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Glenn. I just recently joined your Discord. I am Genesis. I've been listening to past episodes on your podcast and recently came across the Mythic Arena conversation. And could it be possible the way Infinite's multiplayer might go? In all honesty, I believe Halo can't go back to classic in this day and age as it is too slow on how it plays. And besides, hardcore Halo players from back in the day, players' retention level has would drop off drastically in my opinion. How I would love to see Infinite would be, I personally like the Halo 5 bigger maps. Sometimes the smaller maps feel too closed in and not enough time to think. I don't want to go back to Halo 3 with the hit registration and floaty jumping and slow movement. I think it gets boring real quick. So what I would love is to be Halo 5 map size with clamber and thrust. I think are perfect. Ground pound, shoulder charge, and stabilizer kind of annoy me. Sprint I like, but I wouldn't care so much if they removed it, especially if they made pacing like Mythic Arena. I really love the customization of Reach with armors. I hope we get to see a mix and match in Infinite. So that's how I want to see Infinite, but just super pumped for a new Halo. Also, love the podcast, guys. It really energized me to play Halo again. Thank you. Sorry for the long email. Glenn, I love you, man. Listen, I have I can honestly say I've never known a Glenn in my life until now. I can say that. I love that name. That's one of those like classic names. And it's just like, like, this makes me think of Walking Dead. Like, I don't know how old you are, Glenn, uh, but like when you were born, I just picture you being the age you are now. Like, it's just, it's weird to think of a baby that's named Glenn the same way as it's weird to think of a baby named like Bob, you know? So like Bobby, he he wasn't even born. He just was. And Glenn was. He just manifested (laughs) into existence. And yeah, thank you so much, man. But I I love, I love love that name so much. And I I love what he had to say. I love that. Thank you for the the podcast props and do not worry about the long email at all. We do not mind. We love it. No, um, but I think it's cool. It's really cool to get a comment from a, cause to us, that episode seems like forever ago now. Uh, so it's cool to hear about that. So basically he he was talking about the episode where Josh and I talked about, um, mythic arena, which was a mode in halo five that, uh, it's. It removed got a lot of buzz at the time. Yeah, it removed all the abilities except for stabilize and thrust, and both stabilize and thrust were kind of downplayed. And there was uh, the movement speed was increased. There was no sprint, 
and there's a bunch of maps custom created for it. And me and Josh were kind of speculating if maybe that would be a direction they were going to take for Infinite. Dude, I have this like memory of Kiersey having a like she posted a clip. She was tearing it up with a sword, I think. Oh yeah, it was she a lot was of fun. tearing it up. I remember that because I was like I didn't play that too much, but I remember watching that and I was like I was like damn that, that looks like a lot of fun. It was a lot, but of yeah, you know what? Uh, do we do we it, do we think at this point, Josh? Here's the funny say, thing: we've got no more information since that episode. I know, but do you think that's crazy. where they're going? What do you think? Nah, me neither. I, 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 no, I still think Sprint's a factor. You know, I, I, I feel like it's here to stay. You got to have it. The, the, there's that argument about people. Look, guys, we're just we have to accept. I mean, there's the hardcore people out there that just don't want Sprint. I feel like most of you guys in the community are fine with it. I haven't really ever seen two or at least a, accepting that it's probably or, the future. Correct. Yeah. But I, I just like to the people that are really like make or break with that kind of thing. It's like those people have to get over it. I mean, it's just simply you got to put it on. It sounds your unfair, pants. but. It's not. It's in it, but it's not though because you just you have to put on your big boy pants. It's like so much time has passed. Games don't flow like that anymore. Now I'm not. I understand with something like Halo Five, with Sprint, came bigger maps because you needed more to traverse because you're moving around so fast. That makes sense to me, and I understand. But I mean, I feel like Halo Five up to this point has done about as great as job as you could. I mean, look, if, if Halo Five went back at the time of its release. And it came back from Halo Four, and it was like we're gonna we're gonna slow it down. Well, look at all these other games that are getting faster. Then it's gonna make Halo feel like a fossil. Halo still has to grow and has to evolve. You can go back and you can play what made you come to to, to love all that stuff. You know what I mean? You all can't stuff rely on your, your OG audience only forever. You can't. No, you can't. Same goes for Star you, Wars. You, every other you property. Just, you just can't. You have to grow. You have to take chances. You have to do new things. And maybe you don't like it. I didn't like Halo Five story. But you know what? I'm still excited. I really hope they give some depth to Locke and all these other characters. You know, so I, I mean, I don't think they're going to go in that direction. But if they did, that's, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm fine with it now. I've said before, the, I've said the opposite before, but it doesn't have to. But we just have to accept that Halo's moving forward. I'm sure there's going to be some aspect to the multiplayer, though, guys, that, that really makes those of us who kind of miss the, the classic feel. I'm sure it's going to harken back to that. I'm sure there's something. If this game is kind of a soft reboot, the multiplayer, we don't talk about that stuff a lot, but it, it goes without saying that the multiplayer would be uh, reflection uh, reflected in some way with that too. I think there's a level, and like I want to be careful with my words here, because I think there's a level of maturity and accepting things for what they are. But I also don't think it's there's nothing immature about not liking a direction. Like if they announce if they announce their sprint and you hate that, that's not immature at all. Like that's a totally valid opinion. But I think there's a level in, you know, how you take that information as far as maturity goes. Because like for me, I don't want Halo Infinite to be open world like with RPG elements or whatever. But I actually think there's a very good chance that'll be the case. And I am you, you can mark my words on this. If the game is announced to be an open world, you're not going to hear me complain much. You're going to hear me say, you know, I might say like, that's not really what I was hoping for, but I'm already like accepting of this new direction. The game needs to change. It needs to, Halo needs to grow. It needs to evolve. It also needs to lean into what made it successful. I I agree with that. But, you know, I, I have all these Halo games already. If they decide to do something different, that's okay. Like, you know, I, I may not want that, but I'm mature in the fact that I'm accepting of it. So. Yeah, exactly. And and for what it's worth, guys, when I say putting on your big boy pants, I don't mean anyone in the community. I don't mean you, Glenn. You know, I just mean a lot of people out there who are so making break with it that they get angry. You know, I just think that's it's unfair and it's a bit ridiculous to be so extreme that you're going to write something off 
verbally. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of those people still go and play that game, you know, uh, whatever they're writing off or they'll go see that movie. They, they say they're writing off, but you know, I just think it's, it's just so extreme sometimes. And, and it's so hard with, it's, it's again, so hard with three, four, three and you're in the position and you're going to release this info. And it's like, if people don't see the full context of something, they might just pluck that little bit out and they, it might for them ruin it ruin the game for them before they even play it. People heard the leaks of last of us two and they're like, wow, not even going to play it. Yeah. I I'm someone who is like, you know what? I could, if those leaks are true, which it sounds like they are, I don't like certain aspects of it either, but I see the gameplay and stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is definitely probably my third most anticipated game this year behind cyberpunk. And Halo. no matter what you read I, or what you see, it could end up being you something know, you like, you just don't and know. And it's so easy to write stuff off, but yeah. So I mean like anyway, back to, back to it. I just, it's just done. It's just we're just past that stage now. We're just past that. It, it, I'm sure they'll include custom settings. They gave us Mythic Arena in Halo Five, and even though yeah, that came like five years, you know, after the game's release. Well, people could still play like traditional There's still the, Halo exactly. But that's what I'm so. that's what I'm saying. Like it's not like it's not like three four three is saying we're going to completely forget all this stuff. We're going to get they still give us those options to do that stuff, but their core official sort of playlists yeah. and and how they tell their story and all that stuff is is very much going in a different direction and we Dude, have to, to kids halo feel halo is old like kids if i talk to kids who are like 10 or under or something you know they're talking about fortnite or whatever halo is an old game well it's yeah. weird too because you think about halo 5 and 2015 was it feels like a while ago now i just was thinking about jurassic world came out in 2015 i was thinking force awakens came out in 2015 uh, I remember day, though, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy came out in 2014, and it's like that was six years ago. Yep. It's like that feels not that long ago, but that was almost a decade ago now. So a lot of time has passed. A lot has changed in the industry in these last couple mm-hmm. years. So I don't mean to ramble on about that, but yeah, I, I it's definitely a great, it's a great, uh, great question. I love that. I love that question because I love I love multiplayer, and uh, I'm fine with it. Bottom line, if they can go whichever way they want with it, I'm going to be excited. But I don't see them. Regressing. You ready for the just, Q, you ready for the Q and A, Josh? Yeah, but thank you, Glenn. You got me talking about multiplayer. I love that. I could talk about that all day. We need to move on because otherwise, I will. Um. Yeah. So, guys, the the, the question I picked today uh, is it wasn't so much a question. Questions and answers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Right from the Twitter. Mm, it's kind of Elvis like there. Kind of. Kind of was. Um. The question isn't really a question as much, but I picked it because it, it felt uh, to kind of go with the theme today. Uh, I said, so there's a picture of the, if you guys remember the Jenkins cutscene from Halo Combat Evolved where they're in the, mm-hmm. they're in the uh, Pelican and they're flying and they're, Sergeant Johnson's playing some rock music and he's like, you know, the, the Marine's like, what is this old stuff? You know, whatever he complains. So I, I posted a picture from inside the Pelican from uh, the Jenkins cutscene in Halo 1 and the, uh, our Twitter said, when 343 announces that the entire Halo Infinite original soundtrack will be composed by none other than Breaking Benjamin, and then it says the fans say, No! I couldn't stand their stuff. And 343 says in response to the fans, Watch your mouth, son. This stuff is your history. It's remind you, grunts, what we're fighting to protect. So it's a play. Fighting to protect the Breaking Benjamin discography. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so basically, it's a it's a. Play. I love that diarrhea, Jane. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's a play on the 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 quote from Johnson in there, 
and I just just want to read off some of the responses because I thought they were good. I gotta I gotta obligatorily lead read off this one first because this was this got a lot of likes. This was, I actually gotta say real quick, Brian. What's up? I was listening to that the other uh, blow me away yeah. the other day, and I don't know what he says, but there is this one specific point where he just like what's the lead lead singer's name? Benjamin. <laughs> oh, is it for real? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. He's breaking. Wow, wow. I I hope he's better now. It's been a long time to be in that state. Anyway, uh, at one point in the song, he's he says something. And it sounds every time I hear it now. Ever since you've been married to Erica, I hear. I swear, he says Erica. Like it sounds like he's like Erica, and he just goes hard. I swear to God, you have to listen to this. I after. will. You can't. I'll listen you to can't, it. Can't. I can't not hear. It. Every time I hear it, I literally just picture you screaming that at the top of your lungs. That's not bad, dude. I I, I can. You know, there was this man. Me and my friend Kyle used to listen to this band called Attack Attack. It was you know whatever. I've and, heard of them. Yeah, and uh, there there was a song where. It would start off, and I thought for years in my car singing, I thought they were singing, they're screaming, "Oh the butt, oh the butt of the Mexican." <laughs> but the lyrics are actually, "Oh the blood, oh the blood of the massacre." <laughs> so I'm in my car with the windows down. Oh the butt, oh the butt of the Mexican. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, um, man. But yeah. Oh, it's just like uh, Waterfalls by TLC. Oh, yeah. You know, who, who didn't grow who, Jason. If someone's at least 30 years old, you, you thought it was Jason Waterfalls rather than Jason Waterfalls. So. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, dude, you got to hear that. I swear. I cannot hear. I, can, I can't not hear him say Erica every time. It's, it it's, it's uncanny. It's uncanny. I'll check it out for sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, what's the first response? First response, uh, this is this is the actual response from the game. So this is perfect. So the, the Julia at... at uh, Blackwall, I think is uh, the uh, username, says, Hey, if the Covenant want to wipe out that particular part of my history, that's fine by me. Which is actually what the <laughs> Marine says back to Sergeant Johnson. Yeah, that's a so, great, answer. great answer. Great answer. I love that. You know what's funny is I think about those bands, guys, from back then. It's like, I roast. I like some of that music. That genre is not as much my thing as it is Brian's, but like I enjoy it. I enjoy some of that stuff, but the thing that makes that, that I get a bit roast heavy on sometimes is the name of, of a lot of those groups. Like you have like all that remains, Taking Back Sunday, yeah. you know, Breaking Benjamin, and like all these different like edgy, all these different edgy like angsty names yep. that just remind me of like Escape hot topic fate. back in two thousand. <laughs> yeah, come on, like <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Falling in reverse. Ugh. Um. So this next next person, uh, Suragard, says, "Am I the only person that liked that song?" LOL. And I, I should have said before I read these off, guys. The reason I made this uh, this tweet is because there was a little for a little while. I think it's kind of done now. Going around Twitter, there's this conversation of kind of simmer down. Uh, was Breaking Benjamin being in Halo Two a good thing or not? Like some people were saying, "Oh, I hated it. I it didn't fit the game." Other people were saying, "Oh, Blow Me Away is one of the coolest things about that soundtrack." So so what you're saying is it blew people away. It blew, yeah, that's we're getting there, um, but yeah, no, I loved it. You loved it too, right? Right, Josh? Like oh, for, for Halo Two, absolutely. I mean, I, remember I how throw... upset Josh was when it wasn't uh, in Halo Two Anniversary? They replaced it. So every time I listen to Halo Two Anniversary soundtrack and it gets to Misha Mansour songs, I skip them. And I love those because I'm a periphery. Fan. I love. I'm yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not trying to poo poo on him, but I just it's like, oh, it was a weird choice. It was a weird choice to do that. Well, I, I actually I think it 
personally, I don't think it was a weird choice at all because they they couldn't they couldn't like get they'd have to go get the rights again. And I think I that, think it was worth it. They should have done it. Well, Tony Hawk's doing it. Who knows? If why they, is it? Why was that such a big? Who knows if they even could have? But to me, the I'm sure Breaking Benjamin would have been chill with it. I, I think the Misha Mansoor stuff fits the game just as well. Personally, I, I admit, guys, I'm a bit biased yeah. with that kind of thing. I think I, I prefer was... Breaking Benjamin, but I think Misha Mansoor, I think it fits perfectly. Also, I think the 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 follow in flight. Um, track that replaced Incubus. I thought that was much better than Incubus's track. Hey, to be yeah, to, to play devil's advocate, anytime I listen to the Halo Two OG soundtrack of Volume One, I skip the Incubus yeah, one. Yeah, I don't like that one either. It's funny. I associate guys, you know, uh, on the making of documentary when they have that, uh, you know, the song "The Reason," and they ha- they play that during the making of. I actually associate that song more with Halo Two despite it not being made mm-hmm. for Halo Two. Yeah. Then I do the songs they actually made for Halo Two. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I wish we had a, a cricket sound effect we could play after this response. Uh, Xavier Strife says, I hope I haven't pronounced that right, is Breaking Benjamin at least making one song for Infinite? Because that would blow me away. LOL. Sorry, bad joke. <laughs> I laugh, though. We That's received funny. many of those responses, as you can imagine. But no, totally. Oh, it would I blow me away as well. I would love to see yeah. that, honestly. I'd no, be- I, I I would too. I, I Look, I, I miss... I miss I miss that kind of badass guitar riffing that Halo Two had. When I listened, dude, I was listening to Anniversary at work the other night, and like, there's that uh, one of the Steve Vai ones that he does. I think it's like it's not the Gun Gear mix. I don't know. I, no, there's a Scorpion mix and the Gun Gear mix. Anyway, there's one of them I really love. This other one, I'm like, wow, he went too hard. He went way too hard. It's like it's like how can I do better than what I did last time? And he's like, hey, and the guitar licks are just crazy. And I'm like. <laughs> calm down like come down to earth a bit yeah. but you know like yeah but uh you know i don't know like i i kind of I, I miss i miss when the music sounded like that but i kind of like you know i kind of like how like i said earlier halo one had its own each halo game has its own sound yep. you know it has, it has its own that's really reflective of the type of game it's it's going to be halo 4 had that which is so strange to me but cool yeah because it harkens back to a little bit of the mystery we had with Halo 1, and then you get to Halo 5, and it's just like, this is some kind of weird adventure with people we don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, how would you the feel? Halo 5 is a bit, a bit more of a, a sword thump. How would you feel if there was, in, in Halo Infinite, um, uh, Maroon 5's move like Jagger was in there? Ooh, I'd get <laughs> up and dance to that. Like like Master Chief's like on his way down for a landing on Halo One and he's just got to play in the cockpit. I got that mood like Jagger. <laughs> he's bump- I got that mood like Jagger. <laughs> You're moving over some bumpy terrain in the Warthog and you hear that. I got that mood yeah. like Jagger. Because yeah, and the oh. reason, well, actually, it's because Master Chief's using a a CD player that skips. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some old like one of those CD players yeah. we used to carry yep. around like back in middle yeah, school. Yeah, don't move or it skips. Oh my um, god, that takes me back. Next response is from Malachi Frost. I like that name. Malachi! At Crystal Paladin Zero. Uh, Damn. I love Breaking Benjamin, but let's think. What if it was Mick Gordon instead? That's fair. Like, that's Mick Gordon's badass, I get it. but like, he don't fit Halo to me. Well, yeah, but I get I get what he's saying. Like, Because you, when you hear Blow Me Away... See, I don't know. I, it's weird, guys. I associate some of that... Like, that song, I associate more with just like... Halo overall than I do the actual moment it plays in the game. True. true. So, because it's, if you listen to it when you play the original, it's very tuned down. The music's very low. So, it's not very prominent. There's no lyrics. <laughs> right. So, you know, one part of me, one part of me like gets that because 
you know, you could definitely do something like that that would make you feel like a badass and stuff. But, uh, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't personally need that. Like, I think it would be cool if they did some new song. But you know what, guys? I can honestly say, I'll tell you right now, I'd be 100% biased because I don't have, like, what would you call that, Brian? Like, alt-rock? Mick Gordon? Or no. about Breaking Benjamin? Yeah. Uh, I just call it rock. Current day okay. rock. Well, but, yeah. regardless... Uh, that type of genre isn't as much my thing personally. Yeah. And there's there's definitely some stuff I like, but like if they had another a modern song that was like that, I'm gonna think, Oh, this is like the Breaking Benjamin blo- this is their play on that. And I'm like, that's cool, but I'm like, it's not gonna grab me the way it did back then. It but it might for people like Brian who really enjoy that you stuff. Don't so want I mean, Josh. Like, I'm biased. What's that? What do you want? I baby? want like I'm just like running through open world Halo as chief and then like a Warhog with like four elites pull up and they're playing like, let's F the world child out God. Like straight up, you guys, like you guys dirty rap i'm gonna record brian's face one of these days <laughs> when he says that so you guys can just see his expression it makes it so much he would be brian is like the craziest driver in real life you know like my face would be like smearing against the passenger seat window and brian is like doing all these sharp crazy turns and meanwhile he'll turn around and look at me and just be like three inches from my face brian's face Creighton's or I'm, I'm sorry Creighton's face Justin's face and he'll be he'll be saying that stuff and it's like he'll have the most I don't I, I'm just gonna show you guys one day I can't I can't describe it it's I'll have to put a picture it's horrible time, yeah. it's horrible, <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, last response is from Mr. Val Valcor Valcorian at Darstar Ethan Ooh, okay I find it weird that I feel like I'm the only one who found these guys from an actual CD uh, with my mother back in 06. I was just a wee lad. I never played Halo back then. So, yeah. I feel like a lot of people, their first exposure to Breaking Benjamin was was Halo. It wasn't my first exposure to them, but I, I definitely like paid the most attention to them once I knew they were associated with Halo. So Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I, I get that. I think... What was their first album? Polynormous? Yeah. Poly, Polyamorous, yeah, so, I believe, is how you poly, say it. Yeah, wow. My bad. Uh, but yeah, that was the first one. And I think that song... I remember seeing, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, I think it was Cinematech. I don't know, back in the day on G4. But my first sort of, uh, the way I was introduced to them was a music video they had of that song set to gameplay from, I think it was the Thing video game. They used to do kind of like movie, like uh, music sort of montages to, to some of that stuff. And like I first heard it with that and I was like, this is pretty good. And then my older sister was listening to that stuff. And then it was in Halo 2 and I was just like, what so it felt kind of felt kind of made for it so you know and we talked about this before guys but i have like you know about music that we sometimes associate with games and stuff like halo like i always associate mr brightside by the killers as well as the majority of the hot fuss album with halo because it came for me that's yeah it came out around that time and i also just remember listening to that during some of my land party experiences so yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't mind if they do that again, but that's uh, that's hilarious. I would love, you know what? It would be great if there was some way, if there was some way in the actual campaign that there is a character that is briefly playing. You hear a brief, like maybe five second snippet of "Blow Me Away." That would be without dope. the lyrics even, and then someone says, "What is this? You know, trash or something?" Oh, and they're like, "This stuff is your history." <laughs> yeah, this is your history, man. Yeah, and for us, that would be a dope Easter egg. In this, yeah, we're like, "Oh my god!" We would flip. Man, I can't wait till people see that Easter egg of us, Josh. That we're like oh, way yeah. in the background and we're standing behind two crates and 
Oh yeah, because we work at three four three, so we had a we had a part. No, to play we don't. In the no, game. we don't. Don't say that. <laughs> so many people. I don't know if you know this, guys, but there every now and then we get comments on Twitter. People think we work there, or we have some kind of insider information. We don't. We don't work yeah, there. We, we don't. don't have insider information. I mean, obviously, you guys listening to this probably know, but like there are some people on the Twitter that sometimes think that like, it's like that could not be farther. Or from like the they'll, truth. they'll and we're tag not ever... us and they'll ask for insider information. It's like we don't. We're just fans, guys. <laughs> it's really cool, but yeah, it we're just cool. we're yeah. just fans. No, you know what I really love, Josh. What's that, buddy? Our patrons. I do. I love our at patrons. At the five dollar tier. I love them so much. We got Trevor we'll Polky. Hugs. Trevor Polky. I love him. Abu. Abu. I love him. Photon. Photon, I love him. Jondon. Jondon, I love him. I think that's it at the five dollar tier. At the one per- I love them all. One person at the ten dollar tier. We got Nick Ray. Nick Ray. We got Nick love Ray. Him. Baby, like, you know what I love about Nick Ray? It reminds me of that guy Ray I used to work with, who was like, asked me what I was having for dinner every day. You know, about ooh, 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 ooh ta-ta-ta. Ta-ta-ta. mashed potatoes. Oh, was there cheddar on that baked potato? Yeah. Oh, sweet lord. Oh man. <laughs> I, 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 I actually, going. I actually had another, I actually had another experience like that uh, the other day. I was with my uh, my grandma, my grandmother in law. I was help, I was mowing her lawn, and she was taking off. She was getting in her car. And she got in her car and she's like, dear Lord, what stinks in here? And I was like, okay. And she's like, oh, that's just terrible. And I'm thinking she's like overreacting. I straight up go smell inside her car. It smells like a dirty diaper. I don't know what happened. And then she gets in, she's like, she just sucks it up and she gets in the driver's seat. And there's this old lady just in her front seat. And she goes, dear sweet Jesus, help me. (laughs) And she's like a really nice Christian woman. And she's like, sweet Jesus, dear Lord. Like it was just so stinky. Oh, it's hilarious. I was dying to laugh for man. I was dying to laugh. It would have been something anyways, under the sea. Uh, and at the $1 tier, we got the Shipleys. Thank you so much. Guys. The Shipleys. Ladies and gentlemen, filmed in front of a live studio yeah. audience, yeah. welcome to the Shipleys. <laughs> and the door opens, and it's just like oh, man. Jordan walking in there. It's like, hey, honey, how's it going? What have you been up to today? And then he's like, oh, look at that, another new drawing. That's amazing. And then she says something witty. He says something witty. And then the kids show up and they're like, or he's like, hey, why is why is the Xbox? Why is the Xbox left on? And the kids like, I don't I don't <laughs> I don't know the kids' names, but they're like, cuz dad, we were playing Halo. And then they're like, again. And and then you just hear that audio. Jordan turns the screen. That's my favorite game. And then the audio track goes. Oh, <laughs> and then at the end, it's like sponsored by three four three and Microsoft. Mm. And I feel like I would have- honestly watch twenty seasons, if not more, of that. Maybe they show. could just make a YouTube like thing. Like they make a YouTube show. I want it. Yeah, I want it. it you know it what? Purposely have like bad audio, like just to make it seem like it's a homemade thing. <laughs> you know, I, I I just think I think that's so cool in general because like the Shipley's and then you have like uh you know the Nicolosis and stuff like that and like it's just really cool to as we've gotten into the Halo community more and gotten to know people it's been really neat to kind of see that there's actually not just like diehard fans of this stuff still you know and, and what's been such a drought of content but to see that like there's relationships that are so you know they're one thing that really ties them together is their love of halo or at least that's a facet of it and it's yep. like that's really cool to brian and i yeah. that's very very cool and i love i love just i feel like i feel like i got like a halo family you know on oh, now yeah so cool. it really does feel that way uh, other in the dollar tier we got uh marcus marcus aurelius justin howard justin howard ladies and gentlemen. matthew salvatore been here since the beginning 
ladies and gentlemen. It's the Matthew Sabatool Knight, who, uh, who also wrote Kingdoms of Amulet Reckoning. Yes, he wrote Kingdoms of Amulet Reckoning. Hashtag release the Iron Cut now, since we got him, since me and Josh personally got him the Snyder Cut. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I know Zack Snyder. I've, I've been pretty well with him since Yeah, I was like, you know what? So. Why don't you go ahead and put that out? He was like, all right, since you guys have. So listen, man, here's a scuttlebutt. People really want your version of this movie. And he's like, listen, my hands are tied. I can't do it. And I, I went behind him. I said, they're untied now. Boom. And he said, You're free. Ooh. You're free now. He said, wow. With this, I can do so much. I can I can get reshoots. I can I can add new scenes. You know, I can I can do you know that but last time. You can't half have the actors back I can, for I, I can have Dark Side. I can I can I can Oh, I don't know about that. No, man. The HBO said really... you can't have the actors back. They actually said that. <laughs> That's bogus. Yeah. Uh and then and then we got at the new new one dollar tier patron, Ian Big Dog Mills. Ian Big Dog Mills, man, thank you so much, dude. Uh, Ian seems like he'd be such a cool dude to hang out with. Yeah, he he, he seems, seems super dope. cool. I was gonna say I love seeing his stuff on Twitter. So, but definitely, definitely, that's appreciate it. That's our so patron much. supporters, guys. We are so thankful. We can't believe how well that's doing, man. Like, yeah, that is real. It blows us away, you guys. We, I, Ryan and I were talking. Oh man. That might have to be the episode of some kind, but uh, you know what, guys? It, 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 it's crazy. Brian and I were talking last night. We I don't know if you guys saw that tweet I had, but we talked for almost three hours. And one of the things we talked about was how much we we cringe when we think about our first episode because that still gets a lot of plays, gets a lot yeah, of. Think about this, guys. Our first episode. That's like when everyone when somebody decides they want to listen to our podcast for the first time, they always go back to the first episode and play it. So. Our first episode has more listens than any other episode, and it's like the it's worst. fresh dookie by comparison yeah. Yeah. of what of of I, how we feel like we do now and and the support we have now and everything. Like we've we've come a long way in a short time, but it's it's because of, of people like you listening and like Brian has said before. Sometimes you guys hear that so much. I hear that on podcasts, and they're like, "Thank you so much for the port, support, guys." And I'll see it on YouTube videos. They'll be like, "Thank you to all my patrons," and they list them. And it's like, yeah, I might be one of those people, but I don't necessarily feel. You know, I just feel like it's something they're just saying to sort of get into what they want to get to. But yeah. no, it, it genuinely. We want to talk to all you at our Discord, which is Sacred Icon Halo. Yeah, it genuinely means a lot to us. It really does. Also, our Patreon is at it's patreon.com slash Sacred Icon Halo. Our Twitter is at Sacred Icon Halo. See how easy we made it for everyone? It's just the same thing everywhere. If you want to talk to Josh, if you want to hit him up, he's at Jovial Joshy. If you want to Why? Because I'm happy. He's Jovial. If you want to hit me up, it's at Brian's Bane. Why? The name sounded cool. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it would be cool? And it was. And it was cool. Boom. There it is. Also, you know what? we Justin have a new shirt talking. in our store. At oh, the, my God. At, at the, the Etsy store. It's Etsy.com slash Sacred Icon Halo. It is a white version of our Sacred Icon Halo tee. We got Anthony Nicolosi. Uh, he picked that up already. I can't wait to see his uh, yeah, picture of that. Yeah, thank you so much, Anthony. Uh, Brian, I love how you were just like, screw what you're saying, Josh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Did you have something important to say? I don't care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh man, no, Brian. Uh, Justin told me the other day, dude. He was like, he was like, we were talking about gamer tags and stuff, and he's he was when he was trying to he's trying to think of a new one for him, and he was like, dude, Brian's paying it. He nailed it. He nailed it. Because guys, Brian had been trying to change his gamer tag for a long years, time, but that's years. A, that's a side story. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, though, well, yes, uh, that that shirt is up, and dude, that looks so nice. I know a lot like you. <clears throat> excuse me. I know you prefer black shirts. I love the white. I hear no audio, Josh. Oh, Josh, you're fine. Okay. Did you hear me say I hear no audio? I did hear you. Okay, say that. my headphones fell out. But anyways, oh, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, no, I said 
that I know you like black shirts. Yeah. But I'm I like I, I like more of the white. It's harder to keep them like white and stuff like that. And but uh, yeah, I mean it's I just I, when I saw that I was like that's awesome. That's perfect. We need and to think. We probably need to find a way to have all this information easily accessed because we got the our, our email sacred icon halo at gmail.com. We got the website sacred icon halo uh, dot com. I probably need to add like links on the website. But uh, yeah, guys, that's another episode in the books. Yeah, next week we will probably be discussing Halo Wars, as I'm very yeah, close to Josh's first it. time completing Halo Wars. So, so it'll be it'll be a great time to to listen to some lore talk. As uh, this is uh, an entirely new experience for me, and uh, we'll talk about the thoughts of it overall. We'll t- probably talk about some stuff with Halo Wars two because I'm going to be looking to play that uh, at some point before Infinite comes out. So definitely look forward to to checking that out because I am. Very excited to. I, I got a lot of thoughts. I've been I've been thinking of uh, that I want to discuss with Brian and some questions I want to ask him. But I'm going to wait for the show, the Sacred Icon Halo show, the one and only show where Joshua and Brian discuss all that Halo. Wow, that's the same rhythm. I feel like I can change. Yeah, it up. mix it up. I gotta I gotta I gotta change it up. You know what? You know what, dude? Hello, 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 hello. Your dream oh. is here. Hello. 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 And then but now it's like it's like a kid show because we're at the end. Well, we've really enjoyed our time with you, but it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> Bye everyone. So we'd like to sing our, we'd like to sing our goodbye song. Thank you for coming to the Sacred Icon Halo Twit. Wow, this you is landed terrible. on the ring. It was no thing. Oh, but yeah, now Brian it's is time to go. Back. I wish we didn't have to go where it's snow. I I'm feel so sad. low. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting really sad right now. I remember when like Barney and stuff did this back in the day, and I was like, no, don't. Dude, go. somebody showed me an ice cube yesterday that was it wasn't frozen ice. It was frozen spaghettios. They said what? they said it was because <laughs> what? They, Why they, they said it was because they were going on they're, they're, they were going on a date with an Italian person, so they made mm-hmm. they wanted to impress their parents, so they made spaghettio ice cubes. So random, but I love. I just want to leave you. I just want to leave you guys with that. But thank you for tuning in. This is Brian. That's Josh. We will see you guys next week. Keep it sacred. Next week, babies. Keep it sacred. Peace.